Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyron Morrison. How you doing, man? I am... Look, Joel, I'll be honest with you. I had an early morning this morning. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite tired, but I'm yep. here and I'm alert. I've got coffee and I'm all good. Fantastic. I've got I've got some sort of energy drink and uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have an early morning, but I stayed up pretty late to uh, watch something we'll talk about a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I got up today and uh, went and saw some uh, Studio Ghibli at the cinemas, which was pretty good. Quality and, uh, way to spend time. It was. I went and saw Princess Mononoke. It was the first time I'd ever seen it, and it was very good. I enjoyed it's it a lot. It's a good movie. It was. It was really good. Uh, we saw The Cat Returns on Tuesday as well, so we, we've kicked off our Studio Ghibli um, festival. Um, if you're not aware, like, I know we're a video games podcast, but um, there is a uh, Studio Ghibli festival that's going on at cinemas around Australia, like a lot of cinemas, Um that like our Hoyts is our local Hoyts is doing like at least two movies a day, like Ghibli films, uh, in English and Japanese at different times. So, um, pick your poison and go and check them out. Because I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> As I say, we we are a video games podcast, but anime anime is cool. Anime is fun. That's true. Yeah, I'm pro it anime. It blows the line. Hey, there's a Studio Ghibli video game. That's true. That's, We're getting a Nino sequel Kuni. next year. We are getting a sequel, so you know. I'm sure we'll both play it, and we'll probably both love it. So, um, yeah, but that's been my uh, that's been my day today. Well, I worked a little bit as well, but yeah, that, as I say, work is generally was my day. But yeah, we're yeah. not here to talk about work, Joel. We're here to talk about no. video games. Video games. So, shall we talk about what we've been playing this week? Sounds like a good starting point. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well. I'm going to kick off with something because I didn't actually play it this week. I played it two weeks ago and I forgot to talk about it on the show last week. Oh, Joel. So uh, slack. I'm, well, and normally I wouldn't bother like re like retreading ground, but I feel like this is a too good of a game to, uh, to not talk about. Um, I played a little game called Data Wing. It's a mobile game by Dan Vogt. I think is how you pronounce his name. V-O-G-T. Uh, who's ex half brick. Um, alum and is now sort of uh, doing his own thing uh, and he decided he just wanted to make a, a game from like just from scratch um, release it for free just as a, as a like a training experience I think or just like, as a like sharpening his uh, his tools I guess um, so to speak uh, and the, the, the result is a game called Data Wing it is a mobile game that is completely free now before you check out completely it is completely free free there is no in-app purchases there is no timers no x like four different currencies or anything like that it is a completely 100 percent free game that you can download for your phone um it's a it's a the best way to describe it i'd probably call it like a pseudo racing game um it involves you sort of like slingshotting yourself off walls you're you're, you're this little triangle um, slingshotting yourself off walls of the map to sort of give yourself more speed. Um, and also, like, you control kind of like the, uh, the, the the ship in Asteroids. So, like, if you try to turn, you're still going to have that momentum from the direction you were already travelling. So you've got to try and counteract that and drift around, um, which takes a little getting used to. 
It's just sort of tap the tap the right side to turn right, left side to turn left, hold both to break. Um, and yeah, like I said, you can sort of sling your, slingshot yourself off the wall to get like a bit of a speed boost as well, which is sort of an extra skill that you can sort of use to, you need to learn how to use to get through some of the levels. Um, not only is it you know, this pseudo racing game, it is a two and a half to three hour story driven game as well. So it has a full narrative that runs through it. Uh, you play a data wing, funnily enough, um, and you're, you're sort of like part of a, a computer of some sort that you don't really understand at first. Um, and there's this sort of a overlord AI that's sort of like wanting to use you to um, help become what they think is a human, I guess, and break out of the system. Um, and as you go through the storyline, you find out things aren't as what they seem. Surprise, surprise. Of course. Uh, and yeah, and then you get a little bit of backstory to um, what the... Uh, what the machine you're actually a part of is. Um, it's very good. Uh, like, very, very good. One of the best mobile games I've ever played. Um, and I've played a lot. Uh, I saw, I played it, like I said, I played it through in about two and a half, three hours. And I just, I sat down and played it all just because it was so good. Um, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about, like, the story and stuff because if you are interested in playing it, I would recommend just going and downloading it because there is literally nothing to lose except maybe some of your some some time but you'll enjoy uh, it i guarantee you it's really fun i i have queued it up for download and it can't waste my time because my time is basically worthless anyways so oh, yeah fantastic great this is the perfect thing for you um it's it's really good i highly recommend and like i said i've been kick i kicked i'm kicking myself all week that i didn't talk about it last week so uh, I, I felt the need to bring it up this week redemption and, uh, Exactly, rectify that whole that whole situation. So, um, go and check it out. Like, if even if you are like like thirty percent curious, just go and do it. It's thirty percent completely curious. free. It's a yeah. very accurate number to be to be that curious. Well, I didn't want to say like ten percent or anything like that. Like, cause if, if that's the case, you're probably not interested in mobile games, full stop, or like video games at all. Which, if that's the case, then I guess thank you for listening. But why? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, seriously, it's so good. Such a such a good uh, good little experience. So Dan Vogue, you've done a, a fantastic job. I'm sorry if I'd mispronounced your name properly. Please contact me and let me know how to pronounce it properly, and I will rectify that in a future episode. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> but uh, that's about all I've played, apart from two big uh, noticeable titles that we both played but we'll talk about shortly so is there anything else that you've played Kyron? there is actually uh on the weekend i got a cheeky little email from square enix to say that i had gotten into the dissidia final fantasy nt closed beta fantastic Uh, i have also since been emailed a couple of more times by them saying hey you're in the beta to which i feel like saying yes i know i played it i played it but thanks for thanks for reminding me. I guess I don't know. <laughs> they really uh, want to hit that home. They really do. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I've been playing a bit of that. Not a great deal because it is mostly just either uh, you fight AI or you fight other humans, and the connections since the beta have been either okay or bad. So you know, it happens though. It's a beta for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give you a brief overview of what a Dissidia game is. Mm-hmm. It is essentially. Final Fantasy franchise, like take take the main heroes, chuck them in a in like an arena, 
And in this one in particular, it's three-on-three combat. Okay. So it has one of the messiest HUDs I've ever seen in a video game. I have heard uh, that it's pretty uh, pretty cluttered. Yes, it is. Uh, apparently they are working on it, and good God, I hope so, because still <laughs> looking, I'm looking at a screenshot right now, and it's not pretty. I, I wouldn't but, hold uh, your hopes up, because I mean... Everybody's golf just launched this week as well, and I've seen that UI, and it's pretty, pretty full on. So that game's in full release now. So maybe, fingers crossed. Maybe, maybe. I I feel like I, based on the fact that it's, I think Square Enix is very aware of how people feel about the heart of this game, they might actually do something. But who knows? We'll see. Right. Uh, so the beta is actually relatively large in what it lets you do. Okay. I, I played on a few maps from a few of the different Final Fantasy games, but it actually features a hero from nearly every game to test out. You can play as Warrior of Light from Final Fantasy 1, Thirion from Final Fantasy 2, Anya Knight from Final Fantasy 3, Cecil Harvey from Final Fantasy 4. He has his Dark Knight and his Paladin variations as well. Okay. Uh, there's Bartz from 5, Terra from 6, Everyone's favorite, Cloud Strife from seven, uh, Squall from eight, Zidane from nine, Titus from ten, Shantotto from eleven, Vaughn, who I'm pretty sure has changed voice actors from Final Fantasy okay. twelve, and and Lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh god, she was going to be there. It was unavoidable. Uh, and. Oh, I can't remember how to pronounce her name. Shatola from Final Fantasy fourteen. I've probably okay. butchered that, but I vaguely is, remember her from when I played fourteen. Is she the one that's in that trailer for for Stormblood? That's on fighting on no. top of the. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. She's that's the only character, character I've seen. That, like, <laughs> I was like, maybe that's her. I, I don't know. <coughs> no, me. unfortunately not, Joel. Unfortunately not. Okay, so. Okay. But yeah, as I said, it's a 3v3 brawler where the most the majority of your time is spent just in chaos. It The game gets pretty chaotic sometimes, especially with a 3v3. That's kind of new. Typically, Dissidia has only ever been 1v1, mm-hmm. which has usually been okay. But now with a 3v3 system, you can find yourself ganged up on. You can gang up on someone. And all sorts of little things like that can sort of just throw a spanner in the works. Okay, so uh, is it when you say 3v3, is it like... Three... At once. Three pe- three characters versus three characters. And so if you're playing solo, you're controlling all three characters at once? Uh, so, in like you, again, you can only really do matchmaking where it fills you with a team of three and okay. a practice round, which gives you two AI. I assume you can't control all three at once because that would be... Just, I mean, no, I, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Square tries to pull it off, but I doubt it. Hey, they I'm pulled hope- it off. They, they've done it before. We'll with have, you. But anyway. They have. I... This is a bit a bit more, not really intimidating, but you've got to juggle a fair few things. So you've got two different attacks. You've got your bravery attacks and like your HP attacks. So okay. spamming bravery attacks will build up a number on, that you'll find on your bottom left corner of your screen. The higher that number is, then you can press the HP attack button. And if you hit an enemy, it'll do that number of HP damage to them. And then you sort of just loop by building bravery damage and do it again. Uh, it's it's weird to sort of explain, but 
as a ridiculous Final Fantasy fanboy, like playing it, it's just like, this is the best dumb fun I've had ever. <laughs> just awesome. Is. I have awesome. a soft spot for Dissidia. I played a bit of the first and second on PSP and had a great time. And yeah, when I when I heard that this was coming to arcade, I was like, I hope it comes to console. And here we are. We live in a world where it's happening. It comes out like at the end of January next year, and I'm going to pick it up for sure. Who would have um, thought Square Enix likes money? I know. It's a it's mm. a shock to all of us, Joel. Strange. Mm. And like that's a thing. Like those are the heroes, like the villains are there as well. Okay. Awesome. So it's got a pretty big roster. Uh it'll no doubt they can they'll they're gonna make so much money with DLC alone. Just Oh yeah. I assume it'll be full of DLC. I also want to paint a very horrible scenario for you, Joel, in one of my practice matches where I was still I was still figuring out the controllers. I was playing around with the characters and I decided, you know what, I'll, I'll try lightning out. I'll, I'll give her a little test. <laughs> okay. The game has a cruel sense of humor, Joel, because in practice it shuffles your team. <laughs> I, I picked lightning, and my two computer allies also picked lightning. <laughs> it, was, it was far too much lightning for one match. <laughs> it was... It, to this day, like I still hear her voice in my head. Because another thing you can do in the middle of combat and in like the match waiting screens and all that, using the D pads will bring up little like voice prompts you can do, which okay. is fine. That's actually it's sort of interesting to communicate with your allies like that. But unfortunately, the CPU loves to just abuse them. And if you're attacking uh. an enemy that they're targeting, they will spam like, "I'm attacking number five. I'm attacking number five. I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. Okay, I understand. I'm sorry. Ooh. It's not my fault. Well, you know they do oh. say that lightning doesn't strike twice, but three times. You know, Joel, yeah. I actually made that joke when the, the the game shuffled that for me, so I'm glad I'm not the only Perfect. one who thought of it. Perfect. I, uh, I was. I was. It was the first thing I thought of when you mentioned that. I was like, yes, yes, Could, yes, yes. Final 100%. Fantasy 13, lightning returns. <laughs> oh fucking hell! God damn it. Uh, but yeah, so it's, I mean, as a beta, it's fun. I hope there's a big single player. The Dissidia games previously have had them. I don't know what the arcade has. I assume it didn't have one because of the arcade. I'm hoping because it's coming to consoles, I'll add one, but they haven't mentioned it, I don't think. Uh, and Surely. just, yeah, you, I hope, I really do. Mm. And just all the wonderful, I just love all the Final Fantasy remixes as well, that just basically make up the soundtrack. And it just, it does look really nice. The characters yep. look great. And, you know, it never, I never get sick of, like, smacking people around with Cloud's Buster Sword. It is just a feel-good time. Yeah, you can't complain about that. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, so that's the the side game I've been playing this week. The side game, yes. Shall we get into the main cause? We should probably says. Yeah, dig into them. Dig into them. Cool. All right, let we should go in maybe like release order, shall we? Like, yeah, I mean one one of them is definitely shorter than the other, and the second one we haven't finished yet. So true, very true. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, we both finished over the weekend. Uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Um, yes, we did. We did. Now, we're probably gonna like. I, I guarantee we're gonna get into spoilery territory. We so, uh, if you don't want to hear that, I'd probably skip ahead, probably a fair bit, um, and uh, join us on the other side of that. Uh, 
But if you have played it, stick around. Because, oh boy, Karen, this is, uh, this is a game. This is a game that is very good. So, immediately at the gate, mm-hmm. like, for the longest time, I've wondered, can we have Uncharted without Nathan Drake? Because mm-hmm. right? Nathan Drake is Uncharted, for, for in- the most yeah. part. It's an integral part to the, the formula that, that is Uncharted, yeah. But Naughty Dog did it. They yeah, did it. they did. They did. They absolutely did. They knocked it out of the park as well. Oh, I, boy. I'm I'm convinced now, like, we can have smaller Uncharted adventures going forward that don't have Nathan Drake. Maybe they have Chloe or Nadine or Sam or Sully or someone like that. Like Cutter, like, you know. Yeah, like... I feel like they've opened a door here, but I'm so excited to see if they take it further. Absolutely, yeah. I it's it's oh my god, it's such a good the the character design dynamic between Chloe and Nadine is just sensational. I it is it is the very definition of an uneasy alliance. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, it is. It's perfect, and and like the 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 character arc of both of them is is very interesting as well. It's not. It's not perfect, I guess. There are some like a little bit bits and pieces here and there, I guess, that you could probably pick apart. But I, I didn't care. It's uncharted. Okay. Like, I you mean, could also for... argue, you could argue it's not groundbreaking yeah. as well. But oh, absolutely not. No, it was just fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really fun. Um, and Chloe's just fucking awesome to play as as well. Um, oh, she's so good. Yeah, she's great, and just the, all the little quips and lines like that you would expect from Nathan Drake were, were there, but they had that Chloe spin on it. Um, or Nadine as well; she had a couple of really fun ones. Um, the dialogue is all just so natural and so well performed. I mean, Claudia Black and and uh, and Laura Bailey like just knock it out of the park as well. Just fantastic to listen to. It, oh. Uh, I felt bad every time I got out of that Jeep in that open world section, uh, like mid-conversation, and like Chloe cuts off Nadine. It's like, sorry, I need to get out for a bit. <laughs> but then you jump back in and the game is, is very clever and remembers it picks up where you left off, and I really yep. appreciate that. I love that. I love that from Uncharted 4 as well. I thought that was fantastic. Um, but, uh, oh boy, there's so much to unpack about this game. Um, I mean... Gameplay-wise, it's probably the easiest to talk about. It's pretty yeah. much Uncharted. Um, if you've played Uncharted, you know what to expect. There's yep. lots of cover shooting, yep. jumping, climbing, treasures to find. In, like, just set pieces. Like, huge, huge, yep. gorgeous areas to explore. Yep. Uh, but, again, the gameplay benefits, I think, from trimming the fat. Like, compared to an Uncharted yep. 4, which I, I would probably put it maybe 15, 16 hours long. Yeah. Is probably fair. At least, like, on a first playthrough when you're really digging into that world. Uncharted Absolutely, Lost yeah. Legacy, with with relatively in-depth exploration, I think, took me about eight hours. Eight or nine hours. Yes. No, I was about the same, I think. It's probably eight or nine. Yeah. Would it be and I think that, the mark? If you have problems with Uncharted's gameplay, which, if you do, fair enough. Like, I still stand by that they're not the best shooters, but they've since added options that you can pursue beyond that with stealth and all that. Yeah, uh, I think this one is better for that. You know, the shorter runtime. Yeah, I agree. Um, and um, about the shooting as well. Like, I think the um, the game makes you it, like forces you to be very aggressive, especially on on hard, which is what I played on. It was like 
very aggressive. There were some firefights that were full on, like, um, and uh, yeah. But I I don't mind the gameplay, the um, the the, the gunplay of of Uncharted. Uh, it did take me a little while to get back into the swing of things. Um, but yeah, I've never really had a huge problem with it. I just I always have fun with it. Um, but yeah, like I said, like it, I, I feel like it, it forced you to be a little bit more aggressive whether it be you're playing stealth or or like guns blazing running through the doors um yeah like i said it it did give you more options like stealth was mm. a lot more prominent there was a lot more grass to sort of hide in plus i did notice that nadine very good at taking care of herself oh yeah very much i would glance across and she'd just be pulling someone into the grass and taking it i'm like okay it's fine no problems here yeah it Fucking oh, so good, um, but yeah, it's pretty straightforward gameplay in terms of like you know if you played an Uncharted game, you know what you're getting yourself into. Shoot, um, jump, climb. Yep, pretty much. But there is like a one sort of big noticeable change about it, I guess that you could you could argue in in the uh, the early chapters of the game, I think chapter four it is, um, where it's basically like an open world segment, kind of like what they did in four, but with stuff to do in it I mean, actual things yeah i'm trying to for like in a couple of the, the larger areas like when you got to was it africa was it africa yeah i think it was in africa yeah yeah and then there was also the boat segment as well they they were sort of oh the boat areas. segment was actually pretty good yeah yeah where you could go pick up like some optional treasures and all that but yeah this like this open area like you went to these places and there was sort of a, re- a reward for going to all of them which was cool it was it, it's essentially a side quest like yeah. it, you know, you you could completely blaze over, like gloss over it and not do it, um, but uh, the item that it gives you for completing it is pretty fucking handy. Now, I have to ask, you yep. you got that item? Uh-huh. Did you get this game's strange relic? I did. Now I had to research it because I still have not played Left Behind. Oh. So I was like, I I saw that it was from, during my research, I saw it was from Left Behind. I haven't looked into it anymore, but I did get the trophy for it as well. Have you, I say you have looked at it then? Yeah. Yeah. I flipped it over and yeah. I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's great. It's great. And I love that the the trophy isn't for finding the strange relic. It's for activating it, essentially. Yeah. Because it is... I mean, this is full spoilers. It's a, it's a magic eight ball essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's a spell. and it does have different answers loaded onto it. So yeah, you can, it does. You, it's 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 fun. I liked it. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. I really liked. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and it made me just go, "Fuck! I need to go back and play Left Behind." Because I can't believe you haven't mm. played Left Behind. It's just it's it's I, I it evaded me for so long. I'd, I I I think what happened was I, I I've said this before. I got the like the main plot twist, I guess, from what I can gather, spoiled for me. So I was like, oh, cool, all right, well. And I just sort of put it on the back burner. Um, it's still a cool experience. Yeah. I Look, next time The Last of Us remastered goes on sale, I'm going to buy it because I need to go back through The Last of Us as well. Because I still can't believe you don't own The Last of Us on PS4, man. It is incredible. I, I know, I know. The, there's a, the fucking title character is named after me. Um, Do you not like Naughty Dog? No, I hate them so much. Okay, fair enough. You, At least you we know. Me, you, you heard it. You heard first. me talk about Crash Bandicoot. That's you know, <laughs> my feelings about. I did. 
yeah. I did hear you talk about Crash Bandicoot. Um, no, no, it's <clears throat> yeah. So I, I that, that 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 strange relic was interesting because I got like I was at just before I found it, I was sort of like, oh, I haven't found the strange relic yet. I wonder when that's gonna pop up. And I like the fact that it's always something to do with Naughty Dog. Like in four, it was the Wampa fruit as well. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which is cool. Uh, I like their sort of little nods that they do. Um, but all right. So I, I talked briefly about the performances. I oh, I just want to really reiterate that they are so fucking good. Naughty Dog are just insane at what they do with motion capture and um and and like voice acting and direction. It's just phenomenal. Uh, and yeah, so Claudia Black and uh a Laura Bailey are, are amazing, but uh, we've got another friend that popped up as well that halfway we through did. the game. And he, he absolutely called me, caught me by surprise. I didn't, yep. I, I don't know me why too. I didn't think he'd turn up, but it just was like, oh, oh I think nice. the thing was that they because like, because going into it, the, like everyone at Naughty Dog was just like, it's no Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake's not going to beat it at all. I think a lot of people took that as, oh, there's going to be no Drakes whatsoever. So, I think they just sort of like imprinted that upon everyone. And it's like, well, we didn't say no Drakes. We just said no Nathan. Like, you know, so surprise, here's Sam. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's uh, when he popped up, I was, I, again, yeah, like you said, I was surprised as well. I was like, that's awesome. Fantastic. Um, Especially least, yeah. when, you th- when, to the, when you threw him, because that's in <clears throat> like the, probably the last half of the game. And you spend a bit of time with him, and just the dynamic that he then brings into the element with he with Nadine with their history from Uncharted Four. Yep. Just so many, like playing Uncharted Four and then this, like it's such a it's a great experience and it's very oh, fulfilling. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And even before you you see Sam pop up, there's a conversation between um, Chloe and Nadine in the jeep where they're um uh, they're talking about um. Chloe asks her about like her experiences with Shoreline and um, oh. what happened, and yeah, you know, basically Nadine sort of gives a bit of a an indication of her feelings towards the Drake brothers, um, <laughs> and it's as as expected, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's, you can't really blame her though. Oh God, no, absolutely not. And especially when you get a bit of context, it's like you know, Shoreline was like basically given to her by a dad, wasn't it? Um, it's a, yeah, I think that's someone like that. And yeah, then, she was sort yeah. of in, inherited it and then sort of got it got it fucked up for her. Um, because you know who, of the, you know uh, whose fault it was really though. Whose was it? What what it starts with R? What was his name? Rafe. Rafe. Yeah, fuck Rafe. That that douchebag. Fucking fucking B grade Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Unhinged that's Jake fair. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so he looked like especially in that final fight. He had like the fucking his bangs. I was like, yeah, you fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah. So, uh, like you said, though, I, I agree with like the whole dynamic that Sam adds because you, you've already had that sort of uneasy alliance, like you said, uh, leading up to it with Chloe and Nadine, and you're just getting to a point where they're sort of coming to terms with each other and they're sort of making peace with both of their pasts and sort of because well, as I say, that's <clears throat> that's the thing. Like when you when Sam first turns up, like at distance, like. Chloe, like Chloe and Nadine, that that shoves a huge wedge between him, and Nadine's already just mm-hmm. like, "Nah, well, screw this." Like yeah. Sam Drake, are you kidding me? She punches so that, her in the face. Like, yeah, she knocks her out. Um, 
Yeah. And then goes, and I, goes and gets herself in trouble. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I love Chloe has that line too when you when you start that next chapter and she's like, that's what I get for being honest. Socked in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe like, was so good. Yeah, so good. So many great lines. Um, <clears throat> before we move on from like character performances and stuff, um, my, one of my favourite parts is the when you're getting the Queen's bracelet. Uh, when you first go to that area where it's located, um, and there's a whole bunch of monkeys there. Oh. And Nadine sees the monkeys and she goes, oh, monkeys! And Chloe's like, yeah, yeah, they're monkeys. So what? And she just goes, I like monkeys. And just, <laughs> I, with this great little line that like, I like monkeys. And I was like, oh, Nadine, you're, you're adorable. Um, I, have a, I have a similar little moment that stands out as, as a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, so one of the main things in this game is, apart from collecting treasures and picking up optional conversations, there's also taking photos with your little your little Sony Xperia phone. Yes. Because this is on a yes. Sony platform. Yep. Uh, I know where you're going with this, yeah. Yeah, at one point, Chloe is getting ready to line up her photo, and she's, like, sort of on the edge above, like, a fair, not a huge drop, but, like, there's water below her. And as you're about to take it, like, Nadine just shoves you off, and you're like, hey, yep. Thanks. And then you got to sort of climb back up, and it, w- it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That was actually wasn't the one I thought you were going to mention. I'm... The the one I thought you were going to bring up was the elephants. Elephants was also great, and I elephants I loved when awesome. you were just riding on that elephant and like you picked the fruit, the stuff to feed to it. Oh, yep, yep. Um, I was expecting and, a trophy there. I'm like, come on, give me that, give me that Lima trophy from Uncharted Four. Um, and also this game's version of Marco Polo as well. I fucking missed it. And I'm so oh, mad at myself. It? I fucking oh, missed Joel. it. I'm not even going to tell you. Like, I want you to go look it up after this because it's, yeah. it's great. Because I went through, once I finished, I went through and like looked at all the hidden trophies that I didn't get. And I saw it pop up. And I'm like, of course there's a fucking Marco Polo trophy. I, yeah, oh. It's always there. It's always oh. there. I was so mad. I was so mad. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actually not going to look it up. I'm going to, because I'm going to go back through again okay. and try and get all the treasures and and um, all the photo options and conversations. But we'll see how time goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I've still, got, I've literally got one trophy left to get to get the platinum in Uncharted Four, and it's been over a year, and I haven't done it yet. Um, I can't even remember which one it is. I I've think got a bit it's of my crushing still. Yeah, I think it's my crashing run. Um, but I mean, that's not too bad when you've got like unlimited ammo and um, like you can just choose the pistole and one shot everyone. Oh, pistole! <laughs> the pistole is the best. Pardon me, Karen. I apologize, everyone. I've got a terrible cold at the moment. So, look, we are we are on the tail end of winter. In fact, as we're recording, yeah. it is about to become spring. It so. is. Holy shit! Yeah. No, it's um. Yeah, I've got constantly got a bit of a tickle in the throat. So I'm on. I think I'm on the upswing from it all. It's been a shitty week in terms of the <laughs> cold, but. Um, Look, there's, there's nothing worse than getting run down, and when you're sick, it just gets worse. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good excuse for when I wasn't at work just to do nothing but play Uncharted, So, um, which is what I did. Very, very good point. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one, I guess, the one last... I know I said I was going to say one last thing about performances, but there's the one that you brought to my attention that um, Troy Baker brought up on Twitter from the end of oh. the game, which I think is very, very cool. Um, it is. Yeah, and the, the the final cutscene pretty much before credits roll, um, the three of you are sitting on the on a on a broken bridge celebrating a victory. And um, it's also uh, before you get into it, it's probably worth bringing up that 
it's related to some stuff that Sam's been saying throughout the game as you've been with him as well. Yeah, it's about him quitting smoking, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he, um, he, all through the game, he's like, oh, I've got to quit smoking, oh, and all that sort of stuff. Did um, it, I think it was in 4 as well, wasn't it? Did he make similar I comments? Think, I can't I think remember. so, yeah. I think Nathan brings it up. I think he's like, yeah, why are you smoking so much? Right. Yeah, um, he, he addresses it and just like tries to be like, you know, brother guilt um, into, into him for stopping it. And I think he does at one point, and then as he's leaving, he lights up a cigar with Sully or something, and they fuck off. That's Sully. He's a bad influence, I'm telling you. He is. He is. His bloody raspy voice and his bloody cigars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're sitting on this bridge, and, and they're all celebrating, having a joke. Um, and Sam goes to pull out a cigarette, and he pulls out, lights it, and um, he, makes a, he makes a comment to Nadine, doesn't he? I can't remember what it was. Yeah. He says, I can't remember it, yeah. It's like a joke or something, and and the dean like playfully pushes him, uh, and he drops his cigarette off the edge, and he's like, "Oh, that was my last cigarette!" And then they all just sort of start laughing, um, and then which is a great scene in general. Like it's just like, "Oh, that's really cool." Uh, completely unscripted, apparently. Yep. In the uh, in the mocap uh, suits, uh, Laura Bailey pushed Troy Baker, and he dropped the cigarette, and they off the cuff. I uh, said that, and the laugh that uh, that Laura Bailey that Nadine gives is Laura Bailey actually laughing, and it's just fucking great. When you know that, it's like, holy shit, this Naughty Dog man! Oh my god, the fun, the fun that Naughty Dog have <coughs> with that with that like motion capture stuff. I will always, always tell people to look up the one from The Last of Us with Troy Baker, and mm. the, and the uh, the singing towards oh, the end yes. of the game. Yes. Definitely look that up if you haven't already. It's pretty mm. amazing. But yeah, they just have such a good time with that stuff. Yeah, and it's great that it's actually them in the suits yeah. doing the acting because it's like, oh, cool, these, these are real characters. These are real people. Um, it has that yeah, extra someone layer hasn't just of immersion like, to it. Yeah, just sort of like animated a model in this cutscene. Like, mm. they've done yeah. it. They've acted it. And like other people have... Other, other studios have done obviously yeah. a lot now which is it's and it's good it's noticeable all this stuff but there's just something about oh. there's something about naughty dog games that they just nail it every time and i don't know whether it's the people they they cast or whether that whatever whatever fucking black magic they're using to get the quality of uh of performance um image capture and and just the scenery and stuff out of their 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 engine is just bonkers. I don't know what it is, but um, I, I don't mean, know. It de- the- yeah, it helps that they've been doing it for years now, so they've definitely gotten better. But mm. yeah, they are just they are the the ones to beat for this cinematic sort of game. Oh, like they they're they're in a league of their own, like a hundred percent league of their own. I mean, Horizon was pretty close, but uh, it had a couple of little little hiccups and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't blame. I don't, I don't put that against the game all that much because, I mean, it was Gorilla trying a new thing and really sort of uh, extending themselves out from their comfort zone. So, um, But Naughty Dog, it just they nail it every fucking time. And, like, I get what... If you don't like Uncharted games, like you said before, Karen, like, if you don't like them, I totally get it. I totally understand. Like, it's... I wouldn't say it's not for everyone because it's for most people, but... I can understand why people don't like it, and that's totally fine. But man, there's just something about booting up, seeing that Naughty Dog logo, and then just 
launching yourself into this world and enjoying everything about it. Um, such a special experience. Oh, I love it. I love it was, it it so was a much. gift, really, to have, uh, like, because Last of Us Part 2 is no doubt way down the road. So it was nice away. to have a little bit of Uncharted to just dip back into while we wait. Mm, yeah. And I wouldn't be opposed to this happening more often if it's of this quality anyway. It was like, you know, every couple of years if we get just check in with the uh, with the Uncharted universe, see what's going on, and then move on. It's just on. a fun universe. Like, it's mm-hmm. to, to go on this adventure with another, like, maybe one character on their own or they've got their buddy character just going on yep. this adventure exploring treasure collecting climbing it's just like yes this is fun it is fun 100 percent. um some of the music as well really good I, I like the fact that the um that it this game feels like a uh like if i was to use like a, a marvel cinematic universe analogy it feels like the guardians to the avengers movies basically it's like its own separate thing with like some sort of ties and relations, but it, it does things a little bit differently that stands on its own uh, and has its own merits. Um, and one thing that I found interesting is like, you know, the credit sequence that had like all the little chibi um, yeah. hand-drawn characters and stuff like that. It had a, a licensed music track by uh, MIA, which uh, it started up. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, MIA, that's great. Awesome. Um, it had a post-credit sequence as well, like a mid-credit sequence. Which um, I have to say, I was so happy. Like when when that scene happens early in the game, and you're talking yep. to the little girl, and and mm-hmm. Chloe's like, "Yeah, well, look, when I come back, it's my, pizza's my shout." I was like, yep. I, "I hope that happens." And there you go. At the end, post credits, pizza. Yep, yep, so good. Um, yeah, I I just I I love it so much. I Do you have a favorite so set piece? I think the train. I love. I was going to say it's the train. The train. <laughs> Like that whole segment, that that last sort of, I guess, third or quarter of the game is just awesome. As soon as that, that I, train takes off, it, even like the train yard before it was cool with the helicopter. Yeah, um, that was cool. But once that train starts going and like, as an Uncharted game, you're like, cool, I'm just going to make my way up a train. And then you start jumping onto the cars yep. and the trucks on the side and driving up and jumping back on the train and just incredibly then, fun yeah you, you jump in the car and then you go away from the train and you meet up with yeah. sam and then you come back you change the fucking direction of the train and you've got to oh drive to try God. and get back to it's just non-stop action and it's so good and like i love just shooting tires out of cars and watching them fucking flip and spanner through the air it's just glorious to watch um, and the little the fight the final fight for that game was oh. great i loved it yeah with the salve that's oh so yeah. good so good um oh i just love it i love it so much and uh, like I, I didn't think it was gonna be bad i never thought it was gonna be bad no, but in no. the back of my mind i was like uh uncharted without nathan drake i'll give it a shot yeah just top marks to naughty dog they, yep. they did it they did it absolutely nailed it um so when are we getting a sam sully game I hope soon. I thought that's Surely. what this one was going to be after yeah, that tease in Uncharted 4. Everyone did. Everyone did. It was like, oh, this makes sense. Like, this is the logical step. Like, why wouldn't we? We've just been introduced to Sam, so why wouldn't we continue his adventure? Which we kind of did in a way, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I think that that reveal at, uh, what was it, E3 last year? 
Was it E3? Was it PSX? Was it PSX? I can't. It I might have been. I want to say it was actually PSX. You might be right, actually. Um, With that really long, that really long intro, yeah. which was completely different in the game when you played it. Yeah, yeah, because Chloe's face wasn't obscured. But I love that. I love that. That whole that that gameplay demonstration though it was great. Like that reveal. I'm yeah. like, because it started, and I'm going, this looks like Uncharted, but it's it's not Uncharted like at all. Like. It's not single player DLC. Like I didn't even think I was like, no, th- like the single player DLC wouldn't get a, a fucking ten minute gameplay demo like this, you know? Because you know it's single player DLC. It's going to be two hours long. So why would they show like, you know, one twentieth of it? Um, I also want to just do a quick shout out. It's really, I really appreciated Chloe's arc in the game. Yes, yep. like going from like getting wanting to get the tusk, yep, you know, because treasure to that to that scene when you're about to attempt to go and stop the train. Yes. I was just like, I, it was a great scene. I really enjoyed it. And yep. That yeah, culmination like, when you, yeah. you get in the car and Chloe's like, cool, off I go. And then Sam jumps in and you're like, oh, I guess Sam's coming with me. And yep. then the Dean rocks up and's like, I call shotgun. Yep. It was just Sam's just, face when he gets in though is great. Yeah. When he just sits there and he like taps his legs. He's like, all right, we going like we doing this. Yeah. Yeah, just so many so great good. moments. So good, uh, but yeah, and the, the other one of the other moments too was when Chloe realizes that why the significance of the thing that her dad, the, the trinket that her oh, dad gave her. Yes, yep, that was a fucking great scene and brilliantly performed by Claudia Black. Just nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, a hundred percent. Like I said, this game is all class. Yep, absolute class. Um, but uh, should we go to something that's a little less classy, but just as good? I think we should, Joel. And it, it's worth noting that it's the, the more surprising of the two. Oh boy, it's more surprising indeed. Um, so we are obviously talking about Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, uh, which launched this week for the Nintendo Switch. Um, this game had a lot going against it for a lot of people, but us in particular, for Two different reasons, I guess. Um, for me personally, I, I'm not very good at um, like turn-based strategy games, and the my retention rate with them uh, is very low. Like I'll start playing them and enjoy them, and then I'll hit a wall and not enjoy them, and I'll, I can't get over that wall, uh, and then I usually don't play it anymore. Um, whereas with you, Kyron, what would your I barrier just, of entry? I just hate the rabbits, man. I hate yeah. them. Fair and here's enough. the thing, here's the thing, it's not even just because of what the rabbits are and, you know, their their sense of humour, it's, beca- it's because, Joel, they completely overshadowed and just eclipsed Rayman. Yeah, Who, true. You know, they came from the Rayman franchise, and sure, we got a couple of 2D Raymans since then, but for a while there, like, the rabbits were it, and I just... Was, mm. I, I always hated him a little bit for that. Like, just a little bit. Yeah, see, the reason I always hated him, and I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but it's, it's oversaturation. Like, that's... It's the, like the, that too, yeah. The Minions effect. Like, I, I know this was before Minions, but, like, it's what we're going through at the moment. It's like, Minions are fucking everywhere, and I cannot fucking stand them. When I first watched Look, Despicable Me 1... Exactly. When I first watched Despicable Me 1, I enjoyed the Minions. They were great. Even with two, I was like, yeah, they're still pretty funny. Then they got their own movie. Then they got fucking everything. And I was just like, I, I'm done. I'm done. 
And Rubbers was the same. I liked them at first, but then it just so much of it and so so much of like C grade content to do with them. I was like, ugh, this has just been shat out and, and it's that not fun. Sound they make. <clears throat> oh it just yeah. at a certain point it started to really grate on me. But yeah. Joel. Big old butt because Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is great. It, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a good game. That is the title of the episode. Mario plus you, Rabbids Kingdom <laughs> Battle is a good game. If you would ask me, I'm not, I can't even remember when this first started leaking. It must have been over a year ago back when Laura Kate Dale was, was yeah, like, leaking stuff. Start of this year even. Start of this year was when like the like earlier this year was when the promotional stuff came out. And right. initially I I had zero faith. I had mm-hmm. already written it off. I hated the rabbits. I was hating how they were selling the characters. And I I thought I was gonna hate this game. Then Eve three rolls around, gameplay pops out, and it looks good. And that everyone that went hands on with it said it's fantastic. And it was like, okay. And, like, people that we trust and, like, we sort of look to for, um, I guess, guidance and, and hints on what's what's going on and what's been played. Yeah. Um, like, the Allies, all of them, all of them were like, this game is awesome. This game is so good. Somehow. Um, like, oh, I don't know how. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, also combined with the fact that it, it was a, a Mario and Rabbids game, um, the fact that Ubisoft haven't had a, a great track record in the past, but... Since... And also that Nintendo would be okay with a sort of crossover. like Right, yeah. Um... Rabbids and their sort of humour doesn't really gel well with what Nintendo typically goes for, I would no. say. No, I think it's, you know, Nintendo's very family-friendly, whereas, um, I mean, Rabbids are still family-friendly, but it's that sort of, like, potty humour. Yeah, of... they've got the potty humour going for them. Yeah, um... But yeah, like, and like Ubisoft as well, like hadn't had a, a great track record. Um, but I mean, since then they've turned themselves around. They've had some great releases and great, well received re- releases. I mean, Watchdogs, Watchdogs Two was like one of my top games of last year. I fucking loved that game. Um, so I, I sort of had a little bit more faith in the studio, and especially after that that uh, E3 conference where it was just so jolly, um, lots of love in that room, and uh, it's amazing. Yeah what trying to keep your company your own company will allow you to do exactly yeah it's that whole like fuck it let's do it why why let's do it why wouldn't we try take a risk on something yeah Um, what have we got to lose apart from everything so uh and it's holy shit this game is so good yeah so So i guess we should sort of summarize the gameplay yeah true uh so if you played XCOM, that's the most, like, that's the one that I would compare it to the, the most easily. Like In terms of presentation, of, especially. Yeah, like, the same sort of isometric view. Cover has, like, 100% and 50% variance. Mm-hmm. You can move and then perform an action, and then as you get further into the game, other actions are unlocked. But typically, you are locked to movement, an attack, and maybe an ability. Yep. And then that character's turn is over. But the thing is, like, that's where it would stop for XCOM for most of it. But Mario and Rabbids, Joel, you can you can perform a thing called team jumps. Yes. And the team jump basically means that your character will 
run up to another one of your allies and launch off of them to get extra distance on their movement. And that one little thing alone just blows open the game to to a lot of interesting strategy. But again, in XCOM, not, it's not fair to compare them directly because XCOM is obviously a very different sort of game compared to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. But there were times in XCOM where I was just like, well, this is it. This is how I'm after having to do this fight. Moving further than this is too risky. I can't do the two movements you know, yep. too easily. It's. But, it, it, I mean, th- there's always... A, XCOM had, like, the sprint as well, didn't it? Like, yeah, where, it did. Where you could, where you could dash, like, yeah. And basically, it's, it's, it's like in D&D where you, you burn your, you know, um, your move and your action to move further, basically, so you can sprint. Um, it's just nice also that you can sort of... If you, like... Uh, if you hit an enemy whilst you're running, you'll do like a tackle on them and do some damage. Yep, the Mario and a couple of other characters can jump on top of enemies from a team jump to do some damage. Yep, and um, just some, like yeah. some of your some of your teammates will heal you when you perform a team jump off them. I'm gonna say if you're playing Mario and Rabbids, make sure that you get that ability for all of your teammates because mm-hmm. you're gonna find yourself getting hit by status ailments a lot in that game. Oh yes. Oh yes, oh. yeah. Especially like I just I the, where I'm at at the moment, like I'm just getting fucking railed by like status effects. Um, status status elements are definitely the like what will undo you in this game if you leave yeah. them, if you let them go unchecked. Yeah, oh for sure. Um, but I guess that's a, that's one of the things I like the most about this game is the fact that it takes a a, a genre like turn based strategy and simplifies it in terms of how it explains it to you, but still has that layer of like strategy and tactics there that isn't that you would find in some of these other types of games, like, like, a, like an XCOM or a fire emblem. Um, it's yeah, it's really, really cool. Like it just simplifies it down going, all right, cool. This Mario can do an, an ability like hero sight, which is basically if another, if another enemy runs like within his view when it's not his turn, Mario will get, like, an attack of opportunity on him. He'll just, like, shoot. Yeah. Um, and then you can level that up so he can get twice as well. Holy shit. I've had some great comboing, though. Like, where I've had Luigi and Mario, like, shot him up into the air and just, like, comboed them into nothingness. As I, so, I had but... that happen once where Luigi performed <coughs> a crit with his gun and it had bounce effect on it. Oh. So it hit the rabbit, did a bunch of damage, bounced him up into the sky, and then Mario's attack of opportunity hit the rabbit out of a map, like out of bounds for bonus oh. damage. And he, so the rabbit good. came back and was just like, yeah, I, I'm dead, I guess, and just disappeared. It's, uh, it's just little yeah. things like that that are fun. Oh, absolutely. And the pacing of everything as well. Like everything's super quick. You still have time to sort of like st- stand back and plan out your, your, your move. Um, but like... Once you set everything in motion, it's, like, super slick and it feels good. Like, you go, all right, cool. I'm going to send Mario over here. They're going to dash attack that. Then he's going to run over to Rabid Peach, jump off her, and then get behind cover and shoot this guy over here. And it just feels so good and it looks awesome every time when they do it. Especially when you get, like, the slow-mo jump when they get, when they, they oh, do yeah. a team jump and it, like, zooms in and stuff. It's really cool. Um, uh, but, but I guess... Some of the fights have been uh, pretty tough. Um, yeah, so I, what I would say about this game is, even though it's really fun, the difficulty sometimes is a little bit 
all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had read that like the the difficulty ramped up pretty quickly, and I was like prepared for that. Um, but yeah, it spikes more so than ramps up, I guess. Um, for instance, the first mid boss that you fight was oh boy, fucking terrible. Because um, that's your first introduction to like the burn status element, isn't it? Like before oh, that, yeah. it didn't pop up. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I'm soon... pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's a you can get a weapon for rabid Luigi that has burn effects on it, so you can oh, okay. use it. Because um, I'd use it a little bit, but yeah, in terms of like getting hit by it, yeah, that's the first time you hit it. And just enemies that do like so that mini boss basically does a ridiculously effective AOE attack with it, like a fireball spit. Yep. And that soon taught me to keep my allies far apart. <laughs> yep, split that fucking party up. Um, <laughs> split the party for sure. Um, yeah, that it, I had so much trouble with that. That was the first sort of roadblock that I hit. Um, but then having said that, got to the final boss of that world. Um, no problems. First go, nailed it. Um, yeah, so it was... It's, it's it weird. Helped a, that boss, like had a pattern and once you once you yep. understood that pattern it was fine the yep. mini boss it's like and the same goes for the mini boss in the second world that i mm-hmm. had a bit of an issue with yep same. it's just because they put out so much damage i've noticed and also just status ailments just yep. like, undo you with them and it it's, hurts Joel. It it's really brutal hurts. yeah it's super brutal um but i none of that has stopped me from playing it which is oh, a no, testament well, that's a testament for going. me uh, that those are usually the, the points in these types of games where I go, no, nope, fuck it. I'm looking at you, Advanced Wars, fucking dual strike. As soon as I hit dual strike and they're like, oh, the enemy's using this attack called dual strike. It means they get to go twice. Oh, cool. Like, can I, can I do that? Nah. Nah, the, only, only they can do it at the moment. All right, cool. I... I played that game on a loader card, Kyron, and I put cheats on and I still couldn't get past that part. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Hard out. Um, and yeah, so had... you're the reason we don't get Advanced Wars anymore. <laughs> Apparently. Kyron, be happy. You get Fire Emblem now. So, Oh, I'm so happy I get Fire Emblem. And I, I do feel bad because sometimes there are people just, that just wish that Nintendo would just kill Fire Emblem to bring back Advanced Wars. And I'm like, nah. No, I'm good. I'm put, good. put a character from Advance Wars in Smash Brothers. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> that's how you get the word out there. Then you get like 8,000 Fire Emblem games a year. Hey, and, Fire Emblem came back from the brink. Oh, I'm, I'm not... I, that, that wasn't a slight against Fire Emblem, but it's like there's been a lot of Fire Emblem games this year. This <laughs> been, year? I mean, we got we got Heroes and Echoes and we've got Warriors. Yep. One of, one of those is like, I would argue, a, a canonical game. Yeah, 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 true. Um, but yeah, th- those are usually the points in those like turn-based strategy games where I'm like, I'm not going back to this game. I can tell I'm just getting frustrated. I'm not. I've tried everything that I I can possibly think of. It's just going to frustrate me. Um, but I keep coming back to this game. Um, my wife started playing it as well. Ash started playing it, and she's loving it. Um, she's never played anything like this before. I don't think she, I can't even remember if she's ever played any kind of. I don't think she played any XCOM when I had it installed. Um, but yeah, she's like, yeah, it's really fun. Um, she's like most of the way through the first world. She's really enjoying it. I'm like, great. 
I can't. Yeah, that, I... It's a good thing because that means once I finish the game, we can go and play those co-op missions together, which would be fun. Uh, I have definitely. I've my game time with this has probably now surpassed my time with XCOM Two, mm-hmm. which XCOM Two was good, but there were just some parts where it was frustrating and punishing, and it was at a time when I just didn't have time to deal with that. I understand yep. that game is hard. I yep. get it, but. One thing I appreciate about Mario Mario and Rabbids, and I've only used it once so far, and it was purely because of time. Yep. You can activate a thing called Easy Mode, which, sure, that's a bit belittling for it to be called Easy Mode. But I I just like that I got... I was halfway through... I was basically in the middle of a fight. I finished the first battle, and I was on my way to the second, so if I quit out, I had to do the first part again. Yep. Like, my party was trashed. Yep. So I swapped out two new characters. Because basically, in between combat, you can you can have a team of three. Two of them can be swapped out. Mario has to always be there. My now, Mario was nearly dead. He was nearly dead. Oh. oh. So I bought um, my other two guys with their not as great weapons. And it was mm. just too hard. So I had to activate easy mode to basically boost my HP and just get through that fight because I didn't want to do the first battle again. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I haven't had to do that yet, but I haven't been hit with like a time constraint when I've been playing it uh, yeah. yet. So I'm sure that if I do hit that, I probably will. Um, but I guess that's the, that's the beauty of the Switch, though, is you just put it in sleep mode and just pick it up where you left off. Um, yeah, I just I, I wanted to finish <clears throat> it, though. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I totally understand that. 100%. This game is, is pretty punishing. Um, I will say this i have got my third uh like mushroom kingdom party member now you can't have an entire party team made up of mushroom kingdom people i and it's weird and i get it i really do and i feel like that might be ubisoft going no please use a rabbit (laughs) yep you can have all rabbits oh not all rabbits but you can have mario and two rabbits but yeah yeah i was like yeah like you said i get it but still it's because your party would only be Mario, Luigi, and Peach. That's just it. Yeah, that's true. I, and it's not because, like, for me personally, it wouldn't be because I'm like, no, fuck the rappers. I don't want to play as them. It's because oh, that no. combo would be great. <laughs> like, would Peach work is too, really like, well. First of all, Mario is just obviously, he had to be there. Luigi's a sniper. Snipers are pretty Fucking invaluable both. in these games. And he's like, he's my boy. Luigi's got me out of a tight spot so many times. Oh, And... And Peach is just useful because of her, like, when she jumps and does the heal when she lands. Yep. And she's got and a shotgun as well. And her weapon is yeah. strong as hell as well. Her shotgun's great, which Rabbit Mario has one, but it's... But he doesn't um, have a heal, though. He doesn't and have And I know heal. that Peach Rabbit can heal, but Peach combines those two elements. Exactly. But then if you have Peach Rabbit and then Rabbit Mario, then you've got it. You, you miss out on your sniper. So, yeah, it's... I, it's it's fun. I'm enjoying playing around, and I think limiting the team size to three is really good as well. So you, you you're not overwhelmed with like combinations, but like you still got enough leeway to play around and try and find what works for even just the specific fight you're going into. Um, I wish I could have a fourth. I really do. A fourth would be handy. I agree. A fourth would be really handy. But um, yeah, I guess like I kind of get it. Um, the, the the maps are designed for for you to be flanked everywhere basically that's, that's oh, yeah. the whole idea of it um and yeah it's pretty aggressive but i oh man this game is so much fun it's, i really uh, like it i really like it as well like i i love um 
I love the exploration stuff. So in between battles, you've got like exploration and like little mini puzzles, I guess, to solve. Um, some yeah, which, you, you've got the, yeah. the classic Mario eight red coins. Yeah, yeah. There are little cannons that blast you off into zones to pick up blue coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just so many little Mario cues. Yes. And I have to say a special shout out to Grant Kirkhope who did the, the oh, soundtrack yes. for this game. It's yes. beautiful. I love it. It's so good. The soundtrack is amazing. Um, like the, even just like his spin on the uh, like the classics as well. Really, yeah. really great. Um, and my heart, my heart soars when you finish like a, a chapter and you get the little Mario set, like song as it's tallying your like the victory song. Yeah, that's yeah, so good. Oh, it feels so good. Mm, I, I love just, it. Do you know what the, the the one sound effect that makes me so happy is every time you collect a red coin. I love yeah, it's a that good sound, sound effect. effect. I love that. Just the coin, effect. the coin sound effect is yep. perfect. Yep, and I, I love can that see when, when you they get... copyrighted it. Oh yeah, and when you get all eight coins and you get that, I'm like, that yeah. makes me so happy. It's like, oh, Joel, we get a Mario game in like a month and a bit. We do. This a month is and a half. This is great. It's like a. It's like, like, you know, we're halfway on the hype train, and we've we've, we've got a little thing to sort of like a nitrous boost for the hype train here. Sort of remind We're us our the, toes in exactly why we love the Mushroom Kingdom. It's um, I love I love walking around and just seeing how fucked up the world has been because of this sort of like mashup. <laughs> it's it's but it, it's it should be offensive. It should seem offensive, but it's not. Like it's just it works and it feels right in its own weird fucked up kind of way. Um, I have and, to say, uh, yep. Yeah. I do feel a bit sorry for the rabbit who was responsible for this as well. Oh yeah, yeah, poor guy. He's not helping himself though. He keeps running away. But I get it. Well, like he's like okay. So we'll put it into perspective. Basically, yep. the premise of this game is someone made a essentially what I would describe as a VR headset that combines matter. Uh, I think you'll find right? that abs- I think you'll find that Abstergo had something to do with whatever, it. Whatever, so. man. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty <laughs> Assassin's Creed side of it. I saw that fucking logo pop up, and I'm like, of course it's there. All right, Ubisoft, we get it. We they get can't it. Help you, themselves. You've got a fucking whole universe of things that happen in the same universe. We get it. But so that's basically what sets this entire game up. And then inside the Mushroom Kingdom, there is a rabbit that has that that headset fused to his face, and he's just initially just unintentionally combining things and yep. running away because he's clearly scared, Joel. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel a bit sorry for you. Ah, oh, you're running around with Bowser Jr. I feel less sorry for you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking, oh, fucking Bowser Jr. That piece a- of again, shit. Again, that, have you had, you, you saw the phone call with Bowser, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that was great. Like, some of he's the writing vacation. is, some of the writing is very good though. Uh, I, I, it, it's very funny. I think so, anyway. Um, there's been I a couple I of moments, yeah. I've had many laughs, but I, I did really enjoy that phone call that Bowser Jr. has with Bowser. I wouldn't say laughs that I've had. I'd say chuckles. I've had like a little like... Chuckles, huh. yeah. It's like, huh, I've okay. cracked a smile. Yep. And that's like all that, it needs to be. That's all I need. That's fine with me. Like that rabbit that's on the toilet, like a big statue... Yeah, and he's making he's making a log cabin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like all right, I mean, it's like, oh, okay, right, okay. Potty right. humor, quite literally. All fine. right, fine. I get it. Um, but I, I, my favorite ones are the the rabbits that are um, that were in in the windy part where there's like all the 
the wind, like the fans and stuff blowing air through. Um, and there's like just rabbits hanging on for dear life. They're like flapping in the wind, but they don't seem phased by it. They're just like hang- hanging on. They're like, oh, yeah, it's my life now. <laughs> it's, I was like, That's there's, great. Those, there's those two rabbits as well in the desert area that are doing like quick draw. Oh yeah, that's great too. Yeah. Um, there's have, that's I, I like a lot of that stuff. You can sort of like press A to investigate. Yeah, like a little a little scene playing out. Yeah, I I, the, I must admit it, the one potty humor one that got me, which was pretty funny, which is the Goomba on the um that's being pushed up by the jet of water. And oh you, god, you, you look at it and and um, Beepo, which is the little robot vacuum that's um leading you around. He goes well on the plus side. I guess he's. I guess his backside is incredibly clean, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, all right, I'll get, I, I'll, I'll pay it. You get that one. Um, that one was a freebie." Yeah, and then so by the time I got to the log cabin part, I was like, "Nope, you've used it. You've used it. <laughs> you don't get another one. Um, one man, use only. Yeah, one use only." Uh, but man, this game is a lot of fun. I'm at work. I just finished the second world tonight. I've just gone. I, the first battle in the um in the third world at the moment. I don't know how many worlds there are. I'm assuming like five, maybe. I I, I want to say four. Like I've seen four? there's the first two, which like there's the grass one, the desert one, then the ghost one, and then there's one that leads to like a, a lava sort of area. And I yep. couldn't see any other roads, but it also wouldn't surprise me if like once you beat those four, a fifth one opens up. But yeah, it'll I be like couldn't inside tell Peach's you. castle, like maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, four or five, I think, is probably the magic number. And I think that's probably a good length as well because it's probably going to be about, you know, depending on how many restarts and whatnot I have to do, but, um, you know, maybe like 30 hours or something. Well, also depending on how much of a completionist you are as well, each world mm. has a secret you can go, like, for each of the battles to go back through and has, like, a secret zone you can go find as well. Yeah, which I haven't done so, yet because yeah. um, there are some areas that you can't access because you don't have abilities yet that you yeah. get later on so it rewards backtracking you can also go back and improve your like your your rating for each mission it's, yeah it's a there's a lot of game in this in this package and it's it's definitely if you own a switch regardless of what you think of the rabbits or ubisoft you owe it to yourself to buy this game it's it's 100 one of the best on the switch i would i would say one of the best triple a releases on that switch um, it's such a weird little game, and I don't know how it exists, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a joy to play. It's so jolly. Alrighty, let's get into some sweet sweet news. Uh, not that there's a whole lot of it this week. There's just one thing that we're going to talk about, um, but it's pretty in depth, I guess, um, for us anyway. I would also um, say very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Lots of cool shit. Um, so last night. Um, nearly 24 hours ago, uh, Nintendo put out a uh, Nindie stream again. Uh, it was like 25-minute Nindie stream, um, much very similar to the ones they've done uh, earlier this year. Um, and they showcased 20 games in 25 minutes in this stream. Um, and, oh boy, were there some doozies in there. Um, so we're just going to run down, pick out a few of them we thought were pretty interesting. We might run through... Most of them, because um, most of them were interesting. Uh, but kicking off the stream was uh, a little sequel to a little game called Super Meat Boy. You might have heard of it. Um, the Tough as Nails Team Meat uh, created a platformer um, is getting a sequel called Super Meat Boy Forever. Um, 
and it looks really good. Uh, I never got hugely into Super Meat Boy, um, but I liked what I played of it. So um, yeah, uh, it looks very cool. I it's just little things like seeing the game. It looks better. Yep, but it not, does. Not, not not saying that Super Meat Boy original looks bad. No. But it's just something that's something about the new visuals. I'm just like, wow, it looks looks gorgeous. Oh yeah, it looks very pretty. Um, lots of colors and things as well. Like lots of, not just like one sort of like color for the color palette per stage. It's like lots of different things and lots of layered stuff. Um, uh, Meat Boy has a, a like a, a punch attack now. You can attack enemies, which is which interesting. Is, uh, yeah, and you can use it as like a dash as well, which is cool. Um, so it's also for maneuverability. Um, you just know there are going to be some like some speedrun strats where that is essential, and oh, the average God. person will never be able to figure it out. God no, God no, it's going to um, happen. That game is like fucking absolute speedrun fodder. It's 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 like the 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 granddaddy of speedrun games. Essentially, it's. Um, I recommend looking up a speedrun for Super Meat Boy and oh. just let it blow you away. Because the skill yeah. is... Oh, just thinking about it. Prepared it to curl up in the fetal oh. position and go, I will never, ever be as good at video games as <laughs> these people are. Ever, 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 ever. Um, Fair. Yeah, it's it's impressive to watch. But yeah, so it, that was kind of cool. I, it started... The, the, the trailer started and I'm like, oh, cool. Because they talked that a Super Meat Boy was coming to the Switch. And I was like, all right, this is just a trailer for it. Um, but then uh, basically like it, it starts with like... Meat Boy and um, Bandage Girl, and then they both have a kid. And I was like, wait, there was no kid in the first one. And then the kid gets kidnapped, and I'm like, wait, the first one was about saving Bandage Girl. And then it launches into, like, the gameplay stuff, and it's like, oh, oh, this is a new thing, um, which was pretty exciting to kick off the stream with, which is, um, yeah. So that's uh, that, that was fun. Um, yeah, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Super Meat Boy, and... Yep. I love platforming, so I'll definitely check it out. And yep. I'll probably never finish it, but the intent will oh, be God. there. Exactly. You know, got to give, give give Team Meat the support that they deserve because they've made some great games. Um, Ed, uh, Edmund McMillan makes makes good shit. I mean, I've I've lost so much time to the fucking Binding of Isaac. It's like so it's, much time. It's coming to Switch soon, Joel. I, I know. Oh, I know. And I'm going to be a fucking idiot and I'm going to buy it again. I'm gonna hate myself for it because I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for it so much. Um, I'll pay full price for it and I'll fucking I'll love it, but I'll hate it. I'll love to hate it. Um, but yeah, I think after that we got into. I think there was a bit of bit of King Knight action from Shovel Knight. Yeah, a sort mm-hmm. of like a brief glimpse at him. It, yeah, he looks cool. It's got like a card game of some sort in there. Yeah, now. yeah, because it's called uh, King of Cards. I think is the name of the. Yeah, of the, the the expansion. So always, always down for more Shovel Knight. Mm. Very interested to see how they just beat out uh, Spectre Knight, which I I loved. I loved Spectre Knight. Yeah, yeah. Well, King Knight seems like it'd be an interesting story because like him, uh, King Knight's are probably one of the, the 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 interesting characters from the the Order of No Quarter. Um. Kind of a jerk, though. I mean, I guess they all are, sort of. They all are, but him in particular, yeah, King Knight is a massive dick. Um, Yeah, so there's not much to talk about there. It's more Shovel Knight uh, with a little little couple of uh, different spins on things, which is not a bad thing at all. That's not to to downplay it. It's just that, yeah, it's not really much else you can sort of 
dive into it with. Um, it looks fantastic. It sounds great. I guess the important thing to acknowledge is I feel like this is the end of their commitment to Shovel Knight as like the original Shovel Knight. Yep. And it leaves the door open to see whatever the heck Yacht Club Games is doing next or what they could be working on because I don't... Maybe they're not using their full team for this DLC. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like come E3 next year we see something pop up from Yacht Club yeah, that'd be rad you know, if we, we could get see a bit that. of a tease next year. It's what, what they're going to do? So I just love your club. I just love yeah. them. Yep, they, like you said, the commitment that they've said that we're like we're going to do we're going to do these three DLC packs it was part of their Kickstarter campaign, and like they've done it, and they've all been interesting and like different as well. Like you get yeah. Shovel Knight, Plague Knight, and Spectre Knight. Their campaigns are all play differently. Yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, what else? What else? oh, Karen, Next, next thing that I want to talk about. There's, there was not much else that we showed was shown about it, apart from we get a vague release date um, or release window. Uh, Golf story. Golf story is life. Golf story is love. It's coming September, so sometime in the next thirty days, I will get to play Golf Story, and I will be so happy. I will be so happy. That trailer looks incredible. Oh, it looks so good, Karen. Everything Golf Story about it looks so good. Golf Story is the discovery of 2017. It's like, oh man, out of man, nowhere. I'm, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It looks so good. It's the reason I haven't bought everybody's golf yet because I'm like, no. After last night, um, I was like, I could get everybody's golf. I really want to play it, and I will get it eventually. But I'm like. Sometime in these next thirty days, I'm gonna I'm golf gonna story. get uh, I'm gonna get Golf Story. So I, I'm gonna play that. It's got mini golf. It's got drones. It's got disc golf. It's got fucking like Harvest Moon relationships and quests. It's and got story. Oh, it's got gorgeous pixel sprite oh, art. It's got RPG elements. Oh my god! It's just it's so many fucking boxes ticked. Like, just so many boxes ticked for me. I'm going to play the absolute hell out of Golf Story, but can I make one request sidebar games? Please don't mm-hmm. put it at the same weekend as Metroid, or I'll cry inside. Yeah. And probably yeah. outside as well. I yeah. can't promise yeah. I won't. No, fair enough. I mean, I, I, it, the only the only problem I have with that is it's just going to be an expensive week, because I'm going <laughs> to buy Metroid, but I'm going to buy Golf Story, because I, I need it. I need it. I need it, Kyron. Oh, boy. It still it yeah. looks good. I can't believe it's coming in September. Yeah. I I know you were disappointed when they put out the uh, the Nindies trailer from Gamescom and Golf Story wasn't there. Yep. And the, the Sidebar Games Twitter account had been pretty quiet for a while, so even I was a bit worried, but when it popped up and when I saw that September release window, just yep. excitement. I, I believe, like, earlier this week when they announced that I saw it pop up on YouTube that there was going to be a, a Nindy stream this week, I was, like, in all caps to you messaging going, Kyron, Nindy stream, golf story, get hype. Like, it's happening this week. Um, and I, 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 I would like a, a more concrete release date, but I, I, I know that it's coming. It's soon. September's so, the start. Um, we are in September now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's coming soon. It is in the month we are now. Um, all right, so shall we pick some other notable uh, releases that were, were shown off on the, in the stream? 
Sure. Do you want to sort of go back and forth or? Sure. All right. Well, I, I mean, I took golf. St- I, golf story was, you know, I need I need a moment just to, to collect my thoughts. <laughs> so feel free to, to throw one out there for me. All right. The one I'm going to pick is the one I want to talk about next is one that I haven't played. I've not played it before. I've heard a lot of people I respect talk about it on Twitter and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. And it's a little game called Kentucky Route Zero. Yes. So it's Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. It's Mm -hmm. an episodic game. It will arrive on Switch early next year with the final fifth episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this game. All I know is it it has my attention in a very serious way. Yeah, it's basically it's a point and click adventure game. Um, yeah, that's all I know pretty much about. And it about seems it. weird and interesting, and I just I have to have a Joel. I've heard again, like I said, I've had a lot of people who I would say that my tastes align with talk mm-hmm. about it in a very very high esteem and i just mm-hmm. i have to try it i have to play it and i am so excited that i'll get to play it next year yeah yeah no i i'm definitely on board for this one as well it's one that i've sort of i i almost picked it up on steam actually last time it was on sale and um, i was like oh, i should really give this a go and um I, I, in a way i'm kind of glad i didn't because yeah this seems like a perfect fit for the switch so um this seems like something i'm definitely going to sink some hours into it and and uh explore this story that it has to tell whatever it is um yeah it's it's the example i guess it's like a an example of patience being rewarded because much like you it's been in development since like 2013 hasn't it yeah i'm pretty I think sure so. it has like a long time and the episodes have had pretty big gaps between them and i've been tempted i have been tempted mm-hmm. but it's always one of those things where i'm like ah, oh, but something else came up and now I have a reason to wait for sure because it's, yep. it's coming to Switch next year. All five episodes. Can't wait. It is, I, th- I believe it's coming to Xbox One and PS4 yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, I, I think this game is at home on the Switch. I'll be playing on Switch for, for sure. Me too. Um, cool. All right. Well, I, I okay, the next one I'm going to pick is uh, Steam World Dig 2. Um, I'm super keen for this. I played the first Steam World Dig. I played a little bit of SteamWorld Heist as well. Completely different game. Um, another game that made me, like, not super sour on uh, turn-based strategy games. Just for the way it was presented and the way it described things. So, um, but uh, SteamWorld Dig is, uh, well, the first one was like a, um, I guess kind of like Boulder Dash with like, I guess, Metroidvania elements in a way. It was sort of, you... you you had to dig down as far as you can to get resources to get more upgrades so you could dig down further and find what was hidden under the under the the, the rock on this planet um and yeah the sequel looks like more of that but much better and looks visually looks more impressive it looks a lot more like steam world heist which they improved on all the character models and all the um all the different textures and things like that made it look a lot prettier so uh, it's coming out twenty first September. So I'm I probably won't get it at launch, um, but I will be getting it at some point because it is again another game that's perfect for the Switch. Um, I played the first one on PC, I think, but it was also available on 3DS, and I, I think I um I, I kind of kicked myself that I didn't get it on 3DS. I'm trying to remember, I don't think I played the first one, but it looks interesting. And again, mm. yeah, just that. The second one, like the visuals, they look yeah. so good, so colorful. Yeah. 
Yep. And yeah, just the art is like the, the sprite art is gorgeous and, and that weird oh. sort of steampunk robot-y kind of vibe. It's it's very cool. Um, there's a lot to like about it, and it looks like there's a lot more to like about the sequel. So I'm very, very excited about that. I was excited when they announced it at the last Nindy stream. Um, but yeah, we've got a concrete release date, September 21st. It's coming out, and I assume it's going to come out on all the other platforms as well at the same day, I think. Uh, oh, I don't know for sure about that one. I can't remember if it's a, a console exclusive at the moment or, or what. But um, yeah. it is coming out on the Switch that day, so. That's the thing I've noticed, that actually, from this, is Nintendo was using a lot of that console-exclusive sp- talk we've seen from Microsoft yeah. in the past. Yeah, Microsoft has set a precedent that I don't... Not just Microsoft. Everyone's set a precedent that I just no. I don't... I don't really appreciate. I just... I The reason I'm thinking of Microsoft mostly is because of this year's E3. Oh, yeah. They were, the, they were notorious for it at E3. And even... Even at their like Gamescom street, which um which makes sense because it was mainly just more of what was said at E three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. So that that's my that was my next pick on the list. What about uh, you? Kane? So the next one is actually one that I didn't think I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. But like hearing the description and watching the trailer for Lightfingers, yeah, has has my attention in a very real way so it's sort yep. of described as a, a turn-based four-player multiplayer sort of video game version of a board game yep right that's a fair way to describe it you would say yep i would agree um i'm i was excited for this when i saw it i'm like this looks great when you told me before that you were intrigued by it i was very i was very a little bit surprised and i'm, I'm excited that that's a good thing um it looks cool like it looks very so, cool Board games are on in video game format is one of those things where I kind of want it to be done in an interesting way. Like, yep, yep. And the I'm way the, the map looks to fold out in this game as you're going along, and it creates yep. the the next room, so to speak, that you're going to be going through the next card or whatever, the next tile. Yep. It it it, it I was like, yes, yeah, this is interesting. I you have and my attention. It's like randomly generated as well. It's like procedurally generated. Yes. So every time you play a new game, it's it's going to be completely different to the last time you played, which is cool. Um, yeah, no, when, I like when when game companies make like digital only board games. Like Armello is a perfect example of that. Armello is such a great game. Um, League of Geeks made a fucking sweet sweet digital only board that could only work as a, a digital board game as well. You couldn't really make a a um you could but it, there'd have to be a lot of moving parts to go with it um which is not completely out of the question but it's um there's something about it that's really really special and I've, i'm getting a not similar gameplay wise but like similar vibe from from light fingers um yeah very yeah, intrigued just, by this one it's gorgeous and i i'd be again like i said the way it sort of folds out is interesting it's sort of mm. Maybe it's a little bit of the aspect, like the, the gears and the clockwork thing sort of reminds me a bit of the Game of Thrones intro, which might also have my uh, attention a bit. Yep, which okay. I, no, I see of, that. Like how that, that sort of folds open when you are watching that show. Mm. Uh, and the fact that it's obviously got the multiplayer component and it's also being built with like tabletop mode in mind as well, which yes. is a genius idea. Yes, yes, 100%. Very, very, um, very, very keen to keep an eye on this one. 
Yeah, so that's early 20, 2018, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. absolutely on my radar. Yep, for sure. For sure. Um, I was going to try, I was going to try and save my next one for later <laughs> on, but I can't, I can't contain myself anymore, Karen. Karen, we're getting another No More Heroes game from Suda51, and it's going to be on the Switch, and I'm fucking over the moon. I'm so excited. It's um, crazy. I remember uh, when Suda51 came out on stage at the Switch reveal and was like, yeah, hey, I'd like to make a No More Heroes game. I like Travis Touchdown. I don't know if it'll happen. And here we are in September of the same year, and it's happening. We are getting yep. a Travis Touchdown game. Maybe not yeah. the No More Heroes 3 that people want, but no. this could lead to that. So it's it, there's a, a few a few different factors here. I, first of all, my reaction to this when it happened, I uh, I stayed up till till three a.m. to watch this this stream, and it was literally the last thing they announced. And they they sort of hyped it up and said, "Look, we save this to last." I think because um they said that you know we save this to last because we were worried it was going to melt your face off. And I was like, "All right, I'm listening." And then they're like, "It's the new game from Suda Fifty One." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, I'm in. It's Suda Fifty One. What what's what's this crazy bastard up to now? Um. And then it started, and it's sort of, you know, guy driving on the highway looking like he's pretty, like, you know, on a mission. He gets to, like, a, a trailer in, like, in the middle of the woods. He goes in, and there's a, a character playing Hotline Miami in the background, and, like, actual Hotline Miami. It's like, okay, cool. It's interesting. We've got, you know, Hotline Miami's making an appearance in there. And the next thing you see is an energy katana light up. And I physically stood up and fist pumped and was audibly gasping. I was so fucking excited. Um, yeah, uh, man, man, no more heroes game. It's called, yeah, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, it's called um, at this stage. And it seems to be there's going to be like a collaboration with other indie devs as well, obviously, because the Hotline Miami is the first one that was sort of talked about in there, but it said something about like more details to come. Yeah, so you heard the, the premise of the game, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so it's apparently where... you've got the, the, the Death Drive Mark II, which I love is a bit of a nod to um, Let It Die as well, which is cool. Yeah. Um, it's like a possessed game console that Travis and the, the Batman, which is uh, um, the guy who, who's fighting Travis in the trailer, have to like fight their way through it uh, six different games to like get their way out. Basically, one so, of which obviously is Hotline Miami. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it seems like it's not mini games, but like a, a a kind of like game collection, but with the within the No More Heroes universe, which like I'm 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 very interested in to see how that's going to play out. Um, it's a it's a yeah like a it's a weird idea. And I mm-hmm. am into it. I'm into this idea of like yep. Travis Touchdown going through other indie games, I guess, especially with, with those indie devs on board. Yeah, I would love to see what other games will be in there. Like, is there anything yep. you want to see in particular? Or, oh, I was just trying to think then what I could see, what what I could, uh, what other indie games? Like a Stardew like, Valley one. Stardew Valley. Hey, <laughs> you, you know what? That's not completely out of the question because No More Heroes had like a fucking mowing mini game that you had to do wasn't it i remember one of the jobs you had to do yeah not entirely out of the question if fucking chucklefish games get on board with this holy shit that would be funny and it seems like it seems so crazy that it would be crazy enough to work for suda 51 as well so i yep 
That's the one I'm going to pick. We see a Stardew Valley there. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That'd, that'd be cool and weird. Yeah, or like a Rocket League maybe. What about you? Anything? Anything? Anything you can think of? Oh, the the main issue I have is I'm trying to think of indie games that would fit, and I don't know if I need to fit. Yeah. Uh, but look, I'll be honest. I would always be down for like a a No More Heroes spin on Shovel Knight. Yeah. Just like Travis Touchdown in a platformer. Yep. Yeah, I think there's going to be some sort of platformer in there, and I think Shovel yeah. Knight might be the the, the best. Well, the, Shovel Knight the best or one, the vehicle for maybe it, yeah. even Super Meat Boy or something like that. I don't or know. Meat Boy, yeah, true. Well, with with but, with Team Meat or Emmett McMillan, you could do like a Binding of Isaac with like yeah, a top down yeah. like so, twin stick shootery kind of thing. Um, or Enter the Gungeon. Speaking of oh st- yeah, uh, twin stick shooters, yeah, maybe like an Enter the Gungeon with um with Travis Touchdown. Um, I must admit though, when this trailer we got to the part with the Hotline Miami stuff, when I heard that music. I was like, oh man, I just want to listen to that Hotline Miami soundtrack again. It's a good soundtrack. Such a good soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, hopefully, if this does well, we might get a, an actual No More Heroes 3. Uh, can we uh, get Grasshopper Manufacturer on the phone? Get uh, no More Heroes 3, team up with Platinum Games. Oh! Just do that. Just do it. Karen, just, just do that. Karen, don't do this to me. Oh my God. Holy shit. Hey, Platinum Games saved Nier. Oh. They could probably save No More Heroes as well. Just oh, throw it out there. Oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> oh, I did. that. That's in this week's edition of things Joel didn't know he wanted until he heard them. That. Mm-hmm. 100% that. Because here's the thing. Like, No More Heroes is such a... It's an interesting world. The, the writing, of course, because of Suda 51 and all that stuff oh, is yeah. incredible. Yep. The combat was good, but it could be better... Yeah. Platinum games do better. Combiner two guaranteed success. The gameplay elements of like I only played the first one. I never played the second one. Um, but the gameplay elements of No More Heroes were probably the weakest part of the game. Yeah, uh, in some aspects. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I agree. Oh god damn. Uh, I I also would just like them to put one and two as a combo on Switch, like a yeah, I mean, kind all- of deal. There's already a HD version of No More Heroes 1 out there, so that could easily easily mm. come to Switch. Yep. And, like, I mean, 2 was a PS3 game, wasn't it? Mm, no, 2 was a two was a Wii game still. Oh, it was a Wii game. I thought no, the HD release that, was the, on PS3. The HD yeah. one was on PS3. That's right, yeah. No, so, yeah, fucking do that, please. Oh, man. Fucking No More Heroes. Give me that shit. And get my hands on that fucking like. I can't believe again. there's a No More Heroes anything coming. Like again, even though we had Suda at the start of the year talking about it, I still thought it'd be longer before we heard anything. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, Karen, what else for you? Uh, I guess I'll pick one more. Yep. And I'm torn. Okay. Which... I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, take, I'm gonna let's take, do. Let's uh... do. Let's do lightning around then. Let's do lightning around for. For the next ones. Lightning round. All right, fair enough. Yep. yep. Uh, Poly Bridge, because I want to make bridges and launch cars into catapults and fling them across lakes and rivers. Yep, awesome. It looks like looks fun, fun. physics-based puzzles and, and things like that. It looks like a lot of fun, yeah. Intrigued by that one. I could get behind that. Wasn't high up yeah. on my list, but yeah, when I heard you start talking about it, I was like, actually, 
you know what? On, on reflection, looks interesting. It was just that part in the trailer where he where he flipped the car up into a catapult and flung it across a mic. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to do. I want to do that. That's true. I want to yeah. make. I want to make monstrosities. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's like when you played like World of Goo and you like just tried to make like the most fucking crazy exactly. strange shit. If it works, I don't care. Like if it, it's whatever it's fine. gets it done. Exactly, get shit done. Um, I, I honorable mention for me was Battle Chef Brigade, the game that I saw at that ridiculous fucking Adult Swim. Uh, sorry, Devolver Digital Twitch stream from E3. Um, it's an Adult Swim game. Basically, it's part side scroller beat 'em up, part match three puzzler. Um, you're you're a you play as like I think six different chefs that are competing to be like the world's best battle chef. Um, but in order to make the recipes that you you come up with, you've got to go and hunt for the ingredients. So that's where the two D platformer uh, more beat 'em up comes into it. So. And then Joel, you go back and then you make stuff up. We know why you're into this game. Well, because Match 3 Puzzler. Exactly. Give me that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, but with, a, with a, like a full story mode, comp- yeah. like spanning six different chefs, the fact that it's about cooking, like there's a lot of factors that are ticking a lot of boxes there as well for me. So. The animation on it looked really good as well. Yeah, it's really cool. Like sort of like weird sort of half hand-drawn, half anime kind of looking vibe to it. But yeah, definitely keen for that one. Uh, anything else tickle your fancy, Karen? Uh, okay, the other one I'm, I'm going to mention, and I know not a great deal about it besides watching the trailer just before we started again, and yep. that is a game called Away, Journey to the Unexpected. Yes. I still don't quite know what it is. It seems like a, a just was described as a feel-good FPS sort of event, experience. It, it, it looks lo- fun. It looks like if you were to explore the Dragon Quest world in first person. Yeah, that's oh, what man, that, oh. like that's what it looks like to me. Like it had like that sort of like jolly vibe to it. That you with just... a sweet like sort of J-pop song playing over the trailer. Oh, I yeah. was like, I was instantly like, yeah, bring it on. I'll play yeah, this. I, I didn't watch that and uh, that trailer because it wasn't actually part of the stream. But I went back and watched it when you mentioned it, and I was like, holy shit, yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in on this. Um, yeah, that looks that looks very very good. Um. It was such a good stream, Joel. It was such a good stream. Um, the last one I want to talk about is M- Morphe's Law, which is uh, <laughs> a very interesting uh, like team-based shooter, um, which involves you when when you basically when you shoot a, a part of the other enemy team. Like, so if, say I'm playing against you, Karen, and I get a couple of headshots on you. Your head gets smaller, and then my head gets bigger. And same Classic. goes for all the body parts. Um, is based around a tech demo that I saw, um, la like earlier this year or last year about like that kind of technology in games, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, like making things bigger and smaller by shooting them. Um, but they, 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 that team made this game, um, so yeah, it looks like it looks like a weird sort of take on Splatoon almost. Instead of like painting the area, you've just got to try and make your because the more you shoot the other team, you fill up your giant team avatar. Uh, and then the person with the, the team with the biggest avatar at the end wins, um, and yeah. So I, I was like, "That looks, that looks dumb," but I'm so into it. So uh, we, <laughs> I could see us having a lot of fun with that. So that was an old yes. sort of um, piqued my interest. But there's yeah, so much stuff. Yeah, twenty games over twenty five minutes, and then there was other stuff that they talked about. Well, they they released trailers for afterwards as well. 
And yeah. they've also and was, having a big stream also, this weekend as well, yeah. There's also the, the Nindies trailer from Gamescom, which also included stuff not right. here, like mm-hmm. Hollow Knight and Owlboy, mm-hmm. two games that I desperately want. I yep. I need to play Hollow Knight, Joel, so badly. Me too. Team Cherry, me too. let me let me play it. Let me let me live it. And Owlboy, I played a couple of hours on the PC, and that game is pretty good, and I want to play that in full as well. Mm, I really want to play Owlboy. Um, hey, Switch Team Cherry. Living it up. Team Cherry, we could just we could go we could go on a road trip and go and visit them. Maybe we just <laughs> hey. go and knock on the door and say, "Give us, can we, can we uh, play can that? I, can I check out? I mean, I could I could play Hollow Knight right now on PC, it's but I want to yeah. play it on Switch. Yeah, I I'm eagerly awaiting the Switch release of that too. Uh, and Rocket League, we didn't get an announcement for that or Stardew Valley. A couple of uh, Stardew Valley, and even like Ukulele as well. Yeah, yeah, true. That's very true. I mean, um, I'm pretty. Uh, Platonic said that it's coming along well, and they probably have an announcement coming up soon. Um, I think Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley was, well. was like in testing now. I think they've almost finished testing. I think that was the story that I saw okay. pop up this week. That was like their testing's coming along nicely, and it's they're starting to wrap up. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised it, so. if that's out in a couple of months. Yeah, I, that's a that's a Thanksgiving game. I reckon that's a end of the year. That's a digital system seller. That's a game that you, you buy for a kid. Uh, you buy and you you're buying like your your son or daughter a switch, and then you load up Stardew Valley for them as well because it's just fucking family friendly fun. Yeah, and Rocket League will no doubt be holiday. It was just at Gamescom we saw like the Mario, yep. Luigi, and Samus cars. So yep. I reckon that'll be a holiday game for sure. Yep. Um, oh boy! I just I love like so Nintendo's basically got a big Nintendo game every month. And then just in between, there are these like lovely, charming little indie games. It's working perfectly. And the thing is, though, it's been like that since the launch of the Switch. That eShop, yes. every time it updates every week, I, I just instinctively check it just to see what's what's come out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I might check that out. Like, And I've had a couple of games like uh, Gauna was one that I was like, I'd never heard about until like a few weeks beforehand. And then I, I picked it up and I loved it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um like Blaster Master Zero as well. Um, yeah. I I love the idea of playing indies on the Switch. The Switch is so good for that. Yep. Again, I guess it is partially because it's filling that void left in the market by the lack of a Vita. Yeah, true. Yep. I and mean, the, the Vita still you... gets support, but like... Yeah, it gets I, support yeah. if it's coming to PS4 as well. That's the only exactly. thing there. It gets support as a, as a remote play device as well. Yep. As a as a as a subpar switch essentially, um, yeah. Well, that's. I, I mean, I love my Vita. Don't get me wrong, but like, gonna call a spade a spade. So, um, but two shoulder buttons, Joel, and no weird touchpad on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, that you accidentally press in some games, and you're like, no, nope. that's not what I wanted to fucking do. Why um, is this a thing? Yeah, why is this activating a menu? Um, yeah. Rip in peace, Vita Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, but long live the Switch. Long live Switch. Like, bright. we are six months in now, I'm pretty sure. It came out in March, didn't it? Yep. March? Yeah, yeah. we have. So we're practically six months in. I'm loving it. and I, I love it. The I, rest I, of this year, there's so much stuff on Switch I want to play. I'm so excited. I've never been more, like, more happy to be a Switch owner. Like, I just, I'm so, there's so much cool shit. Like, 
I my, my love for indie games is sort of I've talked about it many times before, but the fact that there are so many and so many different interesting experiences and, and titles coming to the Switch, I'm just yes, more of it, please. Good year for video games. Good year, good year. Okay, time for some questions, and we've got some uh, we got some pretty sweet questions this week. Um, so let's uh, let's dive straight into them. Let's not mess around. Uh, first up, we've got a question from James. Uh, James asks us, what are your thoughts on the rumors surrounding Microsoft and Sony being in negotiations for cross-platform online gaming? Would this make online gaming better? Would either console be at an advantage? Um, I mean, the short answer is, yes, it would make online gaming better. Um, but there Absolutely. are a few factors in there. There are a few factors in there as well. Um, uh, obviously... Uh, console wars in general like already on things like twitter and social media is just a nightmare so could you imagine just being like teamed up with another team of like xbox players on overwatch and just i assume it wouldn't copying abuse tell you though right i guess that's that's an interesting way to think about it how like no the game wouldn't tell you but the players would (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. The players would be just like, oh, yeah, you fucking suck, you fucking PS4 fanboy. To be like, fair, oh. like, both, both, like, all the communities have their, their bad, their bad eggs. They're Absolutely. I, I, 100%. That was just an example. I, the, there's no animosity whatsoever. Like, I don't give a fuck. We've For said me, thing- many times, we've, we've said many times before, the reason that we're in the PlayStation ecosystem is because, Ecosystem, ecosystem, fucking idiot. ecosystem. <laughs> uh, fuck me, that was dumb. Um, it, wa- it wasn't great. That was really bad. Um, the PlayStation ecosystem is because, like, we all—that was the thing we picked, and we were like, "All right, cool." Awesome. Yeah, it, it is as simple as that, and that's yep. the exact reason why. So, the main thing that's been happening with crossplay is obviously Sony hasn't been playing ball. They haven't been playing ball, right. Joel, because they're nope. worried about their users. But they're not really though, are they? No. Like the they're main reason about is their bank, they're worried about their bank accounts. Yeah, like so they're market leader. It yeah. doesn't benefit them to open up their gates to for for your for your for you PS4 guys to play with your Xbox One buddies because they want those Xbox One buddies to buy PS4s. I assume exactly. that's how it's going down. Exactly. But, which which on paper as a from a business, a business perspective yeah. makes sense, but. Yeah, come, anyway. come on, guys. <laughs> come on, come on, Sony. Um, and and the fact of the matter is, like, at first there was like one report coming out. I think it was from um Psyonix going, it's literally a switch they have to flip. Yeah, we've got it working. It's, it's just a switch they have to flip. And everyone and was even- like, okay, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But there's been more and more cases of that coming out now. Yeah, as recently as. Uh, August twenty first, or like a, like a week and a half ago, or so, the okay. Ark Survival Evolved devs uh-huh. were talking about having crossplay running internally. <sighs> but, God. but Sony allegedly wouldn't let them out officially; wouldn't let them roll it out officially as a feature. Uh, yeah, yeah. So again, it just seems like because we got uh, Switch, will be able to play. Crossplay with Minecraft on Xbox and PC and for the PC. like if using the Windows edition, eventually. Yeah, I think the mobile ones eventually as well. Yeah, well, because they're ditching like the blank edition. It's just going to be called Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. 
which is a fucking good move. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, makes sense. And of course, Rocket League will be coming out. That's going to have the crossplay. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it already does with Xbox One and PC. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure even Sony, like on PS4, you can play off PC. It's just PC, the barrier yeah. between Sony and Microsoft and presumably Nintendo. But Sony is just like, no, they're our competitors. And yeah, they are. Business-wise, I don't really blame you for going no. like this, but come on, guys. No, but it doesn't make you look good as a company. No. And it's going to impact your success down the road. Uh, so like next console generation, people are going to be like, well, I've got friends who play on PC, and I can't afford a like a whiz-bang PC, so I want to play with them. I'm going to pick xbox over yeah. ps4 because or xbox over ps bleh, whatever it's called it, it's it's at this point it just feels like crossplay is inevitable yeah yeah it's sort of just fighting back against it when it's going to happen eventually anyway kind of like uh like gay marriage uh, in australia whoa yeah. almost exactly like that i guess exactly yeah, yeah. it's I literally a button they have to press we should just have because it makes sense like yeah it, anyway um let's not get into that argument uh it's that's it's my like on twitter just banging my head against a wall trying to yep just yep it should be oh. it should be a thing we have like we should have it we should have same-sex marriage and we should have cross-play joel these are both things yep. we should have <laughs> yep this is this, that's the world we need to live in god damn it um would it a console be an advantage? I only think maybe when it comes to things like first-person shooters. I think anything you would require a controller for, mostly, um, you should be okay. It shouldn't yeah. be a problem. Which like is why console I think, to console should be fine. Uh, which is why I think Rocket League works as well from like PC to Xbox One and PC to so, uh, PS4 because it's a controller. It, 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 that game would be very hard to play with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, um, I can't imagine it, honestly. That like, like, game if, just if, feels so good on a gamepad. Exactly. And if anything, playing with a mouse and keyboard would put you at a disadvantage rather than an advantage, like a first-person shooter. So, um, yeah, that's that That would be... I think there's no real advantage. Like, I don't think anyone would have an advantage. I'm wondering if performance matters, but, like, you can play, like, on PC with, your, with the amount of control you have over how games run the games seem to be okay with like interacting with different you know performances mm. so maybe like so i was wondering like the switch is good but could there be games that maybe on crossplay it wouldn't do as well as ps4 and xbox one but yeah the switch is a different case i guess because like it'd be a very situational thing where it'd have to yeah. be like a specific game that is that, that is scalable basically yeah, exactly. Um, that isn't like running on fucking. I I try to think of like a super whiz bang engine, but I can't. Think then of you couldn't. Top of my you head. couldn't think of anything. You couldn't think of any engines. Do you know what? Do you know what came to my mind? What's that? Uh, cry engine. That's what I went the for. The cry I'm engine. Like, no, not cry engine. It's not. It's not 2004 where we're trying to benchmark it. Can it run this, cry, cry far cry or can it run um, crisis. crisis? Yeah. Does it run crisis? <laughs> that was my. Oh wow. Fuck, I think I just went Cry back in time engine. for like... Wow. I went back in time for about 30 seconds there. You couldn't even like... <laughs> even... There are other engines, Joel, but... There's so many good engines. Oh. So many. Okay, alright, that's fine, Joel. This happens. Oh boy, that's embarrassing. 
fucking embarrassed myself this episode. <laughs> um, let's face it, it happens every week. Um, it happens to the best of us, Joel, don't worry. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I think um, it's, yeah, like you said, it's just something we need, something we should have. Um, but again, or at uh, least as at- we- attempted anyway. Like we should have it, but it. If I put on my my suit and like be all business like, I can see why Sony aren't playing ball. If oh, and it does seem like the other one factor. <laughs> They're like, no, nah, but yeah, don't need to. It is. It, it seems to be like the more like it, it's like a new month, a new report that Sony can't press the button. Like it's, um, yeah. When somebody please think of the children, is is Sony's slogan at the moment. Um, Which is funny, really, when you think about Nintendo being willing to play ball with Minecraft when it's Nintendo. Yep. Yep. Yeah, or, just, just saying. Mm, Nintendo willing to play ball with Ubisoft when it's Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and Sony is the one who's like, no, but the children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just think, no, we can't. Somebody will get hurt. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um. Well, thank you, James, for your question. It was a nice little discussion there. Yeah, it was. It was something that sort of we've talked about, like, internally before, like, without having microphones recording us at the time. Um, I'm I'm certain multiple times I've had conversations with people about it. So it's good to sort of put out the the dialogue options uh, official stance on it. I just want crossplay. Yep, yep. Me too. Me too. Oh, boy. Anyway. So, on to our next question comes from the one, the only, Sean Kirkpatrick, um, who designed all of our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful graphic design work um, and has drawn some amazing pictures of us. Um, He, uh, actually, this week, uh, my wife got him to commission a picture of myself and her and our cats for uh, a, a surprise present for me. For Christmas, uh, which I think you can find on uh, Shawnee Boy Draws on Instagram, he's put it up there. So um, it's very cool. I'm very happy with it. it. Looks really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it made onto a um, a canvas. I think. I've been trying I to com- I'm, gonna... I'm trying to think about what I want to commission him to do with me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think of something. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm gonna get the um the dialogue options one as well. I'm gonna get the one of us two. I'm gonna get them oh, yeah. made up. I think because I like them both a lot. It's pretty weird. Um, yeah, yeah. So go and check out his stuff. It's awesome. He has, a, he's just a fucking all around rad dude. Um, but Sean asks us, can the modesty boys, which game do you fucking rock at and impress everybody with your skills? It's very eloquently worded. Um, very to a point, I will say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Very direct. Um, I look, I can hold my own at rhythm games, I've gotten rusty. Um, there was a time where, like, within our friendship group, I, like, was one of the best. Um, not to toot my own horn. There's one other person that I'm thinking of off the top of my head that potentially, well, not potentially, was better than me, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, that was that was my jam. That was what I was all about. Uh, that and racing games, I guess, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, I think that's probably my my real... Jam, I'd say rhythm games essentially. It's tough but because, like, it it is it comes and goes really when you think about it. Right. Yeah. And Absolutely. when I think when I think about game, like, does he mean like I guess PvP stuff? I guess 
I don't know. I think just in general, like what in game, general. like do, do, are you just like that's your thing? Like that you you are like pro at like that's your jam. It doesn't have to be. I don't. I guess it doesn't have to be um, PvP stuff. I mean, I'm not really pro at any game. Yeah, I, I, let let it be known that I'm not saying that I am by any stretch of the imagination. I'm pretty sure you're claiming that you are pro at rhythm games, Joel. No, no, I said I'm very good at rhythm games within our friendship group. <laughs> that's our that's the specifications for the answer. There's, there's a lot question. of lot of asterisks on that list now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got to read the fine print on that. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, geez, I don't know. Like, as far as I'm trying to think of, like maybe games that are that are harder but I would say that I'm like well look I I did this mm. but like I don't know I did the Soul know, series dude yeah but even then like, like you, you look at other people that play Souls and you're just like oh okay I see how it is oh yeah <laughs> I've seen like, multiple people playing rhythm games that are just like make me cry and curl into <laughs> the fetal position but like yeah no like the like what I've seen of you when I watch you play like a soul, like Dark Souls or or Bloodborne or anything like that, like it's all those ones where it's like very methodically you have to be very meticulous in how you're you're attacking and and really think about what you're doing. I think it's probably the one that I would say for you anyway. Come, I guess if I if I did have to pick one, I would say probably Dark Souls one purely because mm-hmm. because of it was during a time when we had no incident in my house. I did have to beat Dark Souls one without summoning friends i guess right. that's like dark souls one is there's a there's a couple of points in that game where you will want to snap your controller in half and you would yep. not i would not blame you for doing so like i would encourage it in fact <laughs> uh and to get through them with i would say the help of Solaire, but he wasn't a help at all he would just die <laughs> is i guess i would say i was i was pretty impressed with doing that Looking back on it, I don't know how I did it. I probably couldn't do it now. If I booted mm. up Dark Souls 1, I'd probably just suck because I'd be, I'm so used to all the luxuries that Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 have added. Dark Souls 1 would just take a big old crap on me. Yep. No, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, like it, it, is, it is one of those things that's tricky. Back in the day when we used to have our, our gauntlets, there were was, there was some times where I was on top of a chain for, for melee but for Super Smash uh, yeah. Bros. Melee, I that would be say. the other one. That would be the other one. I would say, like, yeah, but I've... it was a, it was a rotating thing, really. Like, but I, you know, I was pretty, I, I was pretty good as Roy, my boy Roy, who sucks yep. when you look at the yep. grand scheme of that game. He's not great, but he was fun, and I had a good time. But that's a testament to your skills, the fact that you made it work. <laughs> See, that's believe in Roy. Work. Roy is back. He's in Smash for Wii U, and he is beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Roy's our boy. He is our boy. He is our boy. Mm. Um, Not Roy Cooper. Never Roy yeah. Cooper. I, I guess when it comes down to it, it's, it's hard for us to, to can our modesty, Sean, because we're just such modest people. Um, yeah. <laughs> that we're, wasn't very modest of you, Joel. We're like, we're, we're, we're just very, we're very modest. And like, that is oh, absolutely not being we're modest. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're okay at games, I guess. That's fine. No, but like in all seriousness, that's, that's, that's our thing. It's like, we don't want to be like, I am the best at this game. Everyone else sucks. Like, because yeah. I, I know I'm not going to be like that. It's funny because, especially with the way things are now, like, back in the day, you probably could have said, I'm the best at this. Mm-hmm. But these days, yep. it's like, I'm, I'm really good at this. And then it's just like, Google 
no I, I i'm terrible at this nope. actually it turns nope. out <laughs> yeah 100 like like i feel like we're pretty competent at overwatch but then i watch people who play like and you're like oh god no, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> what's that a mouse and keyboard oh my gosh um, <laughs> oh boy yeah that's that's the um but yeah anyway thank you for your question sean it was it was good to try and put ourselves up on a, a pedestal for even if for a brief moment and we couldn't do it joel we couldn't do yeah, it we couldn't we couldn't we 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 chickened out at the end um and our final question this week comes from very very good friend brendan brendan says to us I saw a moment during a video review of Senua's Sacrifice this week that floored me with its creativity and simple effectiveness. Spoilers, of course. But for a game about mental health, it was an incredibly thoughtful trick that briefly turned a third-person game into a second-person question mark game. Uh, along the lines of uh, uh, Middle Gear Solid's uh, Hideo 2 and The Undertale Crash, what are your favourite creative game-breaking moments? Um... Well, I mean, the the Metal Gear Solid stuff. Anything, anything of those is always. Um... We should let's let's rattle off a couple of them. One, yeah. right. Psychomantis from Metal Gear Solid One, swapping yep. control ports because he basically reads your movements because he can see what your control was doing. So you swap control ports, and he's like, "Oh, no, no, ah, oh, jeez, I can't, I can't do, I can't beat you now." That's and awesome. When he reads your memory card as well, like, yeah, and tells you That's what you've been playing. Yeah, it's really uh, cool. Metal Gear um, Solid 3, if you are fighting the end and you switch mm-hmm. your console off for a week and come back, the end dies of old age. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. That's, That's awesome. Uh, there was... Oh, what was the one I was trying to think of? I guess the... In- it's not game-breaking, but the entire first segment of uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, well, I mean... This is you a could massive argue it's a, fucking troll. It's a pretty big troll. Mm, yeah, so like Hideo um, was sort of the king of that. <laughs> oh yeah, he still fucking is. He made up an entire fucking game studio before he announced Metal Gear Solid Five. Like insane. Everyone remember who Moby Dick Studios are and that ridiculous interview that he did with fucking oh, Jeff Keighley when he was all name? bandaged up. It was up? Um, jo- Joachim, was it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It was something ridiculous, and I just remember it ended with like it was like a crash zoom him looking to the camera. And it was like, what is what is going on? Um, and I guess even like the fact that the Phantom Pain, when it was announced, had like the dashes that you could fill in, and it spelled out Metal Gear Solid Five. I, I like that he, troll, he was just, he was surprised that people figured it out so quick, and I was just like, Kojima, it's the internet. I'm sorry. Yeah, look, you know, it was still a, really a, cool. But it's still awesome. Yeah, but people, it's are on a the new board. age, man. Yeah. Um, and then he trolled us. The ultimate troll with Metal Gear Solid Five. He gave us actual Phantom Pain. Actual Phantom Pain. Um, and yeah, I mean Undertale is insane. Like that, the amount of made by one guy as well. The, the amount of stuff that needs to be going on to remember all that sort of shit. The fact that, like, you know, yeah. when you, you start a new playthrough and and the game remembers what you did last time, like it's just and just really cool. I shit. guess. I guess Undertale spoiler warning here. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but, like, all the stuff at the end with Flowey, like, yep. when he is, like, save-stating and just loading, loading, loading. Yep. Oh. 
And when and it, then like, when, it, he, it, when he when he beats you and then keeps loading to beat you again and again, oh my god, Undertale is yep. so good. Yeah, Undertale is so good. Man, I need to go buy that on. And me too, PS4. actually. Just thinking about it, I'm like, it's yeah. on PS4 right now. It's it's oh, it's such a good game. Um, and like the when it, when it kicks you out of the game as well, when it like yeah. literally it hard crushes the game for you, like yeah. And when cool you're fighting like against uh, Sans at the end, when you're fighting against Sans, I should say, mm. and every time you lose to him and you reload and you come back, he keeps count of how many times he's beaten yep. you. You're like, yep. thanks, thanks, man. Cheers. Or if you if you if you kill a uh, if you kill a character and you come back on your second playthrough again, they remember. Yeah, oh. like stuff like that where they're like, "Hey, I, I remember you, you." And like they have like this moment like of like sadness. It's like, what the oh. fuck is this game? Um, it starts off with this lovely little flower that tries to kill you, and then it just oh boy. But it's okay so because anime is real. Anime is real. It's okay to like anime. It is okay to like anime. Um, but I, we were talking we were talking about this before and like trying to figure out other ones that we could think off the top of our head. Uh, and the other obvious choice for the two of us was um, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Oh, on such the, uh, a on the good GameCube. game! Such a good game. Again, like I've said before, no idea what that game was about. Cannot remember. But what I do remember is these those game breaking moments where very similar to like the the Hideo two, um, like switching inputs trick, um. But just the sanity meter in general was just really, really, really interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to... I remember probably my favorite one is the infamous blue screen. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Where it makes you think the game has crashed and it just puts up the blue screen. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and just because you, you're, you instinctively, if you know, like you instinctively like panic at that moment because you're like, oh, fuck, but wait, hang on, is this a con... What? I wasn't ready for this. Yeah, you're like, what's that moment? Or like, when you just suddenly lose control of your character, and then you get overrun by enemies and die, you're like, what what the fuck? And then you realise that you've respawned and everything's fine, but um, yeah, there's some really cool shit like that. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Actually, for the the sake of like fun, I've gone to a wiki to look them up. Okay, alright, cool. Hit Hit me with some some tasty ones. Uh, attempting to cast Recover may cause the character's torso to explode, resulting in a fake death of the character. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, when Jesus. entering a room and when holding a gun, the character can shoot at nothing at random times or turn around and shoot at the camera, leaving a fake bullet hole in the screen, similar to the prologue of the James Bond movies. Fucking hell. Screen that examples. so good. There's so much. Uh, the game will lower the gameplay volume while displaying a green volume bar, similar to a real on-screen TV setting. Yep, I remember that one too. A false sneak pe- a false sneak preview of a sequel to the game called Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Redemption, will appear. <sighs> Coincidentally, a spiritual, a spiritual sequel to Eternal Darkness IP would be announced 12 years later, Shadows of the Eternals, and died repeatedly. Yep, it did. Multiple times. Um... There's just so many. There's so many things that game does with that sanity bar that is, it's a special game. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I know that there are other games out there that do this, and I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. 
I mean, there are games uh, that do it, but I think there's a difference between doing it and doing it well. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Those are the like, the, the the noticeable ones, I guess. The ones that like were memorable. Um, yeah, like, I'm sure there are games out there that also do a very good job of doing it. But I Eternal Darkness is my go-to, and just all of Hideo Kojima's stuff that he's done. Is oh just yeah, tops. Yeah, and and Undertale like, as well is is a very Metal Gear Solid Two. When when a game goes off the deep end, yep, fission mailed, fission mailed, and yep, fission mailed. The Colonel, I need scissors sixty one, or switch off the <laughs> video game console and go outside. You're like, what is happening? Yep. What is happening? I'm so, it it's great. When, Those sort of things when, are special. When you yeah, you keep getting the fission mailed. Um, yeah, and it gets fun story about time. that. Our friend Ben kept re reloading. Like turning off and reloading at that point, yeah. Because he's like, no, I got to get through this. Like, no, like, no deaths, like, no discovery, all this sort of stuff. Like, but it's like a planned <laughs> moment. Yeah, you can't avoid that. Um, um, and just the fact that in Metal Gear Solid Two, Snake literally points out his bandana. Bandana gives him infinite ammo. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah, just, just little it, things like that. Ammo. It's just so good. Yeah, so self-aware, um, and self-referential. Oh I mean, boy! And to to sort of go back to the start of that question, that is I the stuff that I've seen for Senua's Sacrifice. Yes, I really want to play that game. Like I yeah. really want to. I it's it's on my list. I it is I'll get also to on it, my list. I'm hoping before it. the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, it's mainly horror games that really do this as well. You could, you could. Uh, it's not game breaking, but like. The way that it toys with you, things like PT, and um... PT was good. Uh, things about PT I liked was just the amount. Again, it's another Hideo Kojima thing, I guess. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. But there was there's so many things in PT that can be different, and it's impressive when you consider that game is essentially a looping corridor that mm-hmm. has a bathroom and yep. an ending video, and that's it. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. There's lots of different things that can occur. All of which I hate. Um, not because they're bad, because it's terrifying and I don't like them. So, no, thank you. <laughs> Fish and mailed, Joel. Fish and mailed. Fish and mailed. Oh, I think we've mailed this fish and Karen. I'm I... trying to relate that back. Um, you, you haven't done a good job, but I get what, I you, what you're yeah. getting at. We've 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 come to the end of our mission. There we go. Sure, that, that was that made more sense. Sure, why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this All bad right, boy guys. up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, once again, just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. We appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can throw us a like on Facebook if you just search for Dialogue Options Podcast. Also, you can send us an email to dialogueoptions at gmail dot com. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where honestly right now I'm I'm sort of dwelling in the bittersweet memory of Season 7 of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good episode from the, the, the people, the good old friends of ours over at Hunting Seasons about that. Yes. I yes. recommend giving it a listen. It's good. I agree with a lot of stuff that was said on that. I haven't listened it. to it yet, but um, I'm intrigued to, to hear what they have to say about it. Bordon Damask hit a lot of points that definitely 
soured me a little bit, but also they reminded me of some of the highs of season seven. Mm. Uh, but where, they, where can they find you, Joel? You can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where uh, in things that I've retweeted this week, uh, Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny uh, <laughs> retweeted, uh, tweeted, I'm sorry, the old Aria can't reply to this Raven right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead, which is a relation, uh, um, a reference to the, uh, the new Taylor Swift song that came out last week, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, and then the other one was... Uh, Someone someone posted, what idiot called it Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and not These Hills Have Guys? Um, <laughs> and I was like, that's great. That's fantastic. Oh, I These wanted to be renamed guys. immediately. Yep. These Hills Have Guys. Um, but yeah, that's that's mainly what I do. I just retweet stupid shit. You should, you should tweet more. Mm, I have been this week, actually. I've been tweeting I'm proud a few of you. Things. Yeah, I, got, I think I got a tweet from you. I felt felt special. Yes, yeah, we had a little conversation on Twitter. It was good, good times. Look at us talking on Twitter. I know, like conversing like real people <laughs> on a social on a social media network. <laughs> oh uh, boy! Also, Joe, I just realised that if I'm an empty shell of a man next week, it's because I will have watched the Twin Peaks season finale so i apologize in advance okay yep no fair enough so just just, just prepare yourself for that i may not i may not be the same i may be empty inside we'll see how i is go that, i might have to do the heavy lifting next week it's fine <laughs> if i'm if i'm empty inside that's why that's all i'm saying I'll just poke you with a stick through the through the internet <laughs> uh but yeah so that that's an episode joel yes We'll let, we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike witches get bitches take us out and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>